You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Reloaded, a podcast brought to you by Mash Those Buttons, covering World of Warcraft Classic, TBC Classic, and its community. I am Bobby, also known as Blazin' Bob, and today I'm joined by Ryan, a.k.a. The Yip Show. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, as always. Thank you for allowing me to give my presence here. Your intro is so much better now that I don't have to say cognitive pit. I'm just so happy. <laughs> I've even got it changed on your, on your faceplate now, and it's just it only great. it only made it worse because you tried to give every single one of my names. You have like a list of all my alts. Like okay, uh, yippers, <laughs> yippa, yippity doo <laughs> I just try to be thorough. I just try to be thorough. We're also joined by Mel, aka Melarina. How you doing? Hello. I would like. To say that I think Yip naming himself the Yip Show is a little it's, bit just call me Yip. You didn't have to do yeah, that. Yeah. I just can't just get my saying. name on socials. That's the Wait, thing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I assumed you started your own show, and that's where it's from. Soon. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm. It's like I'm going independent. I'm not getting out of here. Yeah. Just... What is this like? A with a boy band, and you're like branching out, trying to go solo here. I, I'm Justin Timberlake, and frankly. Mm. I think you're more like like the other ones that nobody knows their name that tried to go independent. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm bringing sexy back. Can we introduce the Ramsor now? <laughs> All, right. All right. And joining us again this third time on the show, Duranosaur. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing phenomenal. Uh, I was sleep deprived for about a week, but I'm like back into it and... I've just been having a blast. It's been a ton of fun. SOM has been more than I ever thought it was going to be. Just uh, a truly great experience. So thanks for having me. It's been super interesting. We're going to get to talk about that too pretty early in the the show. I'm letting everybody know. We're coming to you late. Uh, late this week. We're a day late. Mel and I had an opportunity to go to the Christmas tree lighting party for the mayor of Kansas City. It's a unique opportunity. You just don't turn down. and so it. It was a good time, but... Uh, yeah, the Warcraft Reloaded podcast was invited to the mayor of Kansas City's uh, <laughs> we're taking, We're no, doing no. coverage. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> the, the, the mayor plays, by the way. There you go. Yeah. It, it ties together. Oh. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> this uh, this week, we're, we're going to go over our normal reviews. We got a lot of reviews this week, so we're not going to be able to do them all. We'll save some for next week. Then we had a couple emails... And then we are going to get into what we've been doing this week. We're going we're gonna to get into a lot of what Duranosaur has been doing in Season of Mastery this week. Then we'll go on to the news. There's not really a ton of talking points that, on the news, but we're going to go through it just because that's what we do every week. And then at the end, we're going to talk about the latest interview from Josh Corbett, interviewing Brian Birmingham from Blizzard, and we're going to kind of talk about different points that we wanted to talk about in what was said in that interview, 
And so that's going to be the show. So with that being said, we had some reviews. Yep. Yeah. So uh, the first one, the best wow podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Simply the best wow podcast out there from top to bottom. This podcast is just really good. Loads of different guests come through and give really interesting points of view. And the hosts do such a good job. They keep everything from news to tangents. Interesting. I love Yip's RuneScape talk. Iron Man, by the way. These three deliver every week. Uh, I was wondering you. what RS stood for. Means RuneScape. Like, Old school RuneScape, baby. We're playing like, Iron RS Man mode. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's the, whole, it's the whole Yip's whole Iron Man, by the way, deal. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yip I, says RuneScape, and I like tone out. Sometimes I fall asleep. Yeah, you're just, you, know. you turn the camera off, you go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were absent the episode that he talked about that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. What did I fall asleep absent or <laughs> yeah. was I really yeah, it was kind of absent? Um all right, Bob, you should read this next one. I feel like you should Well, just to let everybody know oh, that one was from New Zealand. Yeah. Wow. This one is from Norway and it it just I got a kick out of this. So the title is The Second Best Thing to Come Out of Kansas City. This podcast is the second best thing to come out of Kansas City after Tank Seven. The show has a nice pace to it. Just remember to let Mel finish her sentences, guys. Smiley face. See? Now, this is in Norway, and I had no idea Boulevard Tank 7 was available in Norway. We have a local brewery called Boulevard Brewery Company. It's got great beers. They are all over the States, but I had no clue they had made their way to Norway. So I got a big kick out of this one. So thank I you for that. I think you're focusing on the wrong part of that review. <laughs> Can we talk about the second sentence? Because I feel like I'm not a Mel, please. This. We have more reviews to get to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, uh, and to remark on that, we all do it. I try to like fix it in the actual audio version. Like the live version is going to have people talking over people. It's the way Discord works. The beauty of the audio version is I'm able to space those things out as if we just talked in turn. But a real conversation doesn't happen like that. And we don't run the show as if you're not allowed to interrupt and interject. Unless we could Mel's run talking. it like that. You should but we decide no. <laughs> but we decide not to because it brings for better conversation, in my opinion. Thanks so much for your review. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. Uh, the next I one is on uh, Warcraft Radio. Hey y'all, Bob definitely didn't pay me to write this review. Wink. I love this podcast and I've been listening for a while, so I thought I should help out and write a review. Bob, Mel, and Yip do a great job of capturing their WoW experiences every week from the perspectives of people who play to have fun, but also clear the content. The three have a nice dynamic between them because Bob is an excellent host, doing his best to keep everyone on topic sometimes. He's just keeping everyone on topic. Sometimes he's the tangent maker, uh, but also going along with the occasional tangent. Oh, I just should have kept reading. (laughs) Yip is the best at recaps and stories, and Mel chimes in with very funny and relatable counterpoints. Lately, they've been bringing on guests, and it's been great to hear their perspectives on different issues as well. I particularly look forward to Melderon's now monthly appearances, as his takes on most issues are very well thought out and reasonable. Here's to many more episodes to come. For the Alliance! Best regards, Dylan. Thank you very much, Dylan. I agree. Melderon is much uh, smarter than us, so it's always good to bring him on and get... <laughs> I mean, he is a scientist, <laughs> right? You know, so. uh, opinion. 
Yeah, he does say something about the guests. We've had a lot of guests on over the different episodes. So you said lately, so maybe you just started. You might look back because we usually try to add in featuring so-and-so into the title. You might look back at some of them because our very first guest was, we got so lucky. I wrote him like a book asking him to come on. But episode six, Sal Daly came on and gave us the credibility to get other guests, which was huge for us starting out. And so we've had a lot of really good guests. So I feel like we go in waves, though. I feel we do like, go in waves like, sometimes. Sometimes we go like weeks and weeks without a guest. And then it's like uh-huh. six weeks with always a guest. Like, I thought Mel was chiming with a hot take. Like, sometimes we get bad guests, though. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes. <I was> like, <laughs> sometimes we have Duranosaur on and, you know, it was, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's the guest part is one of the hardest things that I do. I have to work with time zones across the pond, different things. And it's, I think it's one of the best parts of the show. So I keep doing it, but it is one of the harder parts and getting the times to work out. So we'll continue to do that, but just know like we don't always have guests. Yep. And then we got a couple emails. I'm going to save this first email for next week um, and jump down to the second email, which is more of a review. This other guy tells a great story that. I want to save for content when we'll need it. I feel like we'll have a lot to talk about. Already. Uh, but this this other email. Hey, guys, great podcast. I've been listening since your very first episode. Five stars all around. Always a joy to listen to. Makes my morning and afternoon drives home from work that much more enjoyable throughout the week. Keep up the great work. P.S. No hard feelings. Your pal. Six side, a.k.a. Six gate, the bottom feeding hunter. This is the guy that last week I called out for camping us in Hellfire yep. while we were leveling. Yep. Oh, yep. Yep. Nice. <laughs> it's too... It's too it's I told you. Day. I even said don't do it. I was like... <laughs> no. Listen, I wanted him to know. Okay, so bottom feeder was definitely harsh, but I, I wrote it back that. and said no hard feelings at all. I, you know, part of it was real. And part of it was just... It's funnier if I'm more mad on the podcast. Like, you know what? Some of it is embellishing a bit. You know what I mean? And like, that's what makes it funnier is that I was so angry. I wasn't embellishing. It now makes sense, though, that he followed us around. Because if he listened from the first episode, he probably was like, oh, shit. I get to kill Bob and Mel for the next hour and a half. Over and over and over again. (laughs) I feel like that should buy us some, like, some like time here, right? Come on. Oh man, I thought it was great. I mean, but yeah, no hard feelings no hard at feelings, all. Six side. It was yeah, it was just you know for the show. But I will but know if you, if you come six close side. to me because I have warnings now. Yeah, if so. you see six side on white man, just kill him. Okay. Thanks. Yep. It's only We're wild. also sixty five now, so we'll be harder to take down this time. We've been killing seventies. We'll talk about it later, though. <laughs> all right, guys, what have we been doing lately in WoW? Let's, uh, we're going to talk to Duranosaur at the end of this. We're going to do what we've been doing lately as hosts, raid progress. It's real short. And then we're going to talk basically a big thing about season of mastery with Duranosaur and Yip. So Yip, besides season of mastery, what have you been doing? Besides season of mastery, what have I been doing? Raid logging? <laughs> Is that an answer? <laughs> it was Thanksgiving. Give me a break. I didn't, uh, just season of mastery. Awesome, awesome. Okay, then Mel, what have you been doing? Well, I've been working up my hunter, which again, I find out new things I can do hourly on my hunter. And then Bob like gives me this complex. He's like, you know, sometimes 
you kill mobs really fast. And sometimes it's like, I don't even know if you're shooting. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, uh, that's rude. But yeah, maybe it's because I crit or maybe don't miss or something. I don't know. But I'm trying to figure all of this out. And it's a lot of fun. I really like it. I've died a lot. Feign death doesn't always work, which is really stupid, by the way. She, she refuses to switch from the wolf because she got to name it Aria after our dog. Mm. You can name the Ravager that, too, if you'd like. Okay, I tried to tame a Ravager once, and it didn't work, and so I kind of gave up, and I need to look up how to do it, but it's fine. Um, I think I need to put my pet away, or maybe I need to stable my pet. I don't I think, know. Yeah, I think you need to These stable These are the problems with boosting to this level 58. This is awesome. I like Mel's okay. perspective when she plays the new character. <laughs> yeah. Playing, like, holy I've druid. I've never played and a damage like... character like this much, either, and so... Do you see your damage pop up when you attack? Yeah. Oh, I was just wondering. Because you were saying like you were wondering if you miss or crit. Um, no, no, no. I do. I see it say miss. Okay. And I, I see it crit. But like, I don't know. I My wolf does a lot of damage. I like my wolf, okay? My wolf's cool. It doesn't die for the most part. It, it does it. That is absurd because... Like the warlock pet got gypped because the hunter pet is like a monster. Man. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know what the hell. Like I send it in there. I drink. And then by the time I start shooting it, he has all the aggro. So like, it's great. It's wonderful. But I will say, I died a bunch of times because I would try to run through mobs. And I don't have very much health either. So I try to run through mobs to get to where I need to be to feign death. And so one thing happens. I either get to the end where I feign death and then it resists. Or I die before I get to where I need to be, and I feign, or I feign death, like in the middle of twenty-two mobs, and I'm like, okay, well, now I'm at three health, and I can get up out of this, or whatever. So that's pretty much what I've been doing. We got to sixty-five. Yep, yep. I've I've been doing the same with her as the rogue. I ended up uh, lucking into two really cheap. Uh, level sixty four daggers. Um, I forget the names of them, but they 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 life steal. I got them for like ten gold each, and so I thought to myself, well, probably not going to get to play mutilate at all later on. So I'm going to do that, like just for fun. And I've been having a good time doing mutilate, and we haven't really been picking fights with people because we are outnumbered. We don't want them to be like talking, but people have picked fights with us. And we can kill 70s now together. Like, it's, okay. it's, it's pretty cool. But can you guys have my back on this? Like, we're leveling. We're, like, moving and grooving. And somebody kills us. And then Bob wants to hunt them down for the next, like, hour and a half. And I'm like, you were With wasting so much time. Like She hates it. Like, uh, I want to go. And I'm like, all right, challenge accepted. Let's do this. <laughs> and I'm like, jump. And I've... I've stopped doing it because it makes Melissa so angry, but I used to have on a blazing, blazing Bob with his full PvP set and stun stun herald hovering above whatever zone we're in, and they're two separate accounts. So as soon as I would die <laughs> and switch to blazing Bob, dive bomb into him, like and just try and like like kill him. Like and then I want to stay there and camp up for a couple more times because they killed my poor little Lobie. But Mel's like already doing all the other quests. And she's like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll stop doing that. But All right, I've got all my Naga scales. But it's easier now because I can kill at, at, at the gear that I'm at right, right now and the spec that I am. I can kill 
level 70s that aren't plate wares. So Okay. Like it's been pretty it's been pretty fun to be able to just be like, "Oh, you shouldn't have attacked me, should you have?" <laughs> so I think the hardest thing on a new character where I don't really know what to do, which is a hunter, <laughs> is when I get attacked PVP, I'm like, ah, "Hold on. Wait. I need to send my pet into you. I'm too close to you to do anything. Like, I don't know what to do." And like I freak out and I just don't do anything. And then it's like basically I was AFK. And I don't know, I know I'm supposed to put down like my frost trap and concussion shot and all that stuff, but that stuff does not come to me when I'm not expecting them to kill me. Well, and nobody thinks of me as a rogue, but I played rogue the, you know, 80% of my WoW career through Kata, like prior to this, like I've been branching out all of classic and now I'm just coming home in preparation for wrath. But yeah, that's what we've been doing. Yep. Do you want to take us through uh, our our raid progress? We had a few people quit. It was a bummer. A few integral people quit. Yeah, it was a bummer. <laughs> we had a uh, we had a couple. It was people a bummer leave. at the start. Uh, we yeah. had a couple people leave. Um, but people who leave after one week of bad of a bad raid night, I I'm not gonna. My heart doesn't go out <laughs> to that. Yeah. Um, so we we got a couple trials in. Um, one, we replaced the rest of Shaman who ended up leaving. And then we brought in two warriors because, hey, I'm trying to build the best raid possible for me. And everyone else can <laughs> suck it. And I'm a warrior and I wanted an arms warrior. <laughs> and uh, so I start looking for a DPS warrior and uh, I get hit up. I guess there's I don't I don't know if there's a lot of guildless warriors, but a Fury Warrior hits me up and he's been just GDKPing and uh, has some pretty great numbers and insane gear or DST already. Our guild only has two DSTs. So when he came to me and was like, hey, I want to play Fury, I was like, whatever, come into the melee group. We need more battle shouts anyway. I want a battle shout. So I want commanding and battle. Come in, come into my group. Uh, and then we picked up an Arms Warrior to trial as well, too. Uh, but he came Fury for the first week because there's no such thing as a guildless arms warrior. He's not choosing to be arms out in the world. He's who would who would do that? Uh, <laughs> so we go in. We, you know, we've got a crew that uh, I don't want to say a skeleton crew, but we're missing I think, like a sh another shaman who decides not to come that night. Uh, so we're running like three shamans. We only have one raid night this week because of Thanksgiving. Uh, so we have we extend Tuesday to four hours uh, to see if we can go nine of ten. That was our goal going in. Is is Let's hit 9 of 10 to see if we can do that. Um, I don't know if Bob has any specific fights that he wants to point out, but Warriors are pretty nuts on trash. I, I didn't realize how good on trash Warriors are. Our trash clears were insanely fast. Uh, we got through SSC really, really quickly. Um, we it, just destroyed it right up to Vash. I mean, it it was hard to keep up with like anything because we didn't wipe. Like Everything was just... Pretty much gravy. I did. I do want to talk. It was pretty funny. I don't know which one of the two new warriors we had said it, but one of them, when we were on uh, the one after Leo, what is it? Uh, Fathom Lord. Fathom Lord. He goes, did you just tank Fathom Lord enraged? <laughs> he was so confused because he'd never seen that strategy where you don't kill the healer chick. I did look pretty good. It was. <laughs> we, uh, we do the strat where we keep the healer on the side and he just enrages. But honestly, it doesn't seem that bad. Like the, the damage I, I take. I think that's because you have epic healers. 
Well, yes, the healers are great, but even but like the spikes aren't bad either. I'm not sure any other tank besides Warrior could do it as easy, though. Druid can do it the easiest, actually. Oh, Druid really? can do everything easy. Uh, any high mitigation <laughs> fight, Druid should really be tanking because they can just dodge everything. So they can just dodge 80% of the hits and then you have nothing to worry about. Um, but yeah, I, for for us trying it the first time, the first few times, I think Warrior is really good because you have Shield Wall and you have uh, a lot of, you know, you have Last Stand available to you. So you do have a lot of options that when things get scary, you Last Stand for the entire time that the Enrage is up pretty much. So you have a ton of health. Um, so it is pretty useful. But I don't actually, I don't Shield Wall in that fight because I save it. So. I guess we should probably mention also the one I'm worried about the most is our Affy lock just disappeared. Oh, at the yeah. Start of raid last week. And I even have his cell phone number and he hasn't answered me back. So I hope to God Ozzy is okay out there and just wanted to quit and didn't want to deal with it. But I hope him and his family are good. I hope but he got banned. That's my guess is he got banned and he's too embarrassed to tell us. Oh, That's oh maybe, I mean. maybe. Someone well, who disconnects in the middle lock. of the raid. He was our, yeah, our affliction lock has, has disappeared. So that. Well, this is the week after. This is the week after our raid leader got banned, like, mid-raid, and couldn't attend. Two weeks. Oh, yeah, two weeks. Yeah. And, Were they, like... Was it gold buying, you think? No, because that would be three days. Unless he's been banned three days prior, and maybe they, like, <laughs> ramp up <laughs> the... No, his was probably the fact that he had w went from 60 to 64 that week doing slave pens polls he probably got an auto ban from people reporting him inside the instance now the other people mm. that got raided did get a gold buying ban <laughs> yeah. yeah but he like would watch us on discord live and like still raid lead i was like this is probably easier for him <laughs> yeah, a... i think they do that on retail yeah that's what i was gonna say that's what uh like some of the top uh retail raiding guilds like they are raid leaders in progression, like don't even raid. They just like watch perspective and just like make call outs. It's crazy. That's, uh, more hardcore. It went well, though, even with, with somebody who's clear headed just watching. So that was uh, that worked out. But that was last week. This week, uh, this week was we had um, not a full crew, but we had a raid leader back, <laughs> which is good. Uh, we go to TK. Uh, that was also totally fine. I'm trying to think if anything crazy happened. Oh, you should probably mention that instead of raiding on Thanksgiving, we just did a four-hour. Uh, I did already, Bob. Night. If you could please, oh, sorry, I missed yeah, it. If you could bad. please listen to me. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> I will say one of the warriors, one of the new warriors, brought up on a war, like the trash before a war. It's like you know you can just like go to the other side and then he won't charge anybody or something. And we were like, oh, okay. <laughs> It's fine. It's a fine strategy. I don't think it's that much easier. But yeah, we the one of the warriors came in. Someone who does a lot of GDKPs and pugs, they always have like some some tips and tricks we've never seen before. Like, haven't you guys heard of this? And he he backflips off a of Lars platform and kills it instantly or something. It's like, oh okay, yeah, we should do it like that from now on. Uh, he did do really well in Vash. It was his first first Vash kill on his warrior, and he was like rank one seventy seven Fury Warriors, and uh, it wasn't a particularly fast kill or anything. So he definitely uh showed his medal. And then TK went good. We had an insane amount of Nethers drop. They were just going to rolls. They were going to our trials. Uh, that was pretty insane. Uh, the red battle belt finally dropped the pattern. 
So now we're only missing belt of blasting <laughs> of the belts that uh, haven't dropped in raid. But we ended up 9 of 10 with like 15 minutes to spare. Um, we probably could have maybe if we were sure we could one shot TK, we would have gone and done it. But we had so many new people in our raid was just KT. KT. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, we would have uh, we would have gone there. Uh, I'm, you know what? No. KS. I'm going with <laughs> I'm revolutionizing this. His name's Kalethos Sunstrider. I'm going with my new name. He's KS. Uh, but it could just be KTS. KTS, sure. We can we can go with that as well, too. I, I don't care. But uh, we had a really good raid night. I think everyone feels a lot better compared to last week. Um, I I think a couple of the people who left ended up being rather like toxic personalities overall, or there are people who maybe brought more toxicity into the guild than anything else. So I think everyone is pretty happy with, with how we're moving forward. I don't know. I... I I miss who we lost, but we won't get into that. We don't bring guild drama in, but I do have it's not guild drama. They're not in the guild. <laughs> I want to say a little <laughs> funny story. So we got some new members of the guild, and you know, like lots of times, you know, people won't know about the podcast, and so it's it's like over the weekend, or maybe I don't know when it was, but he like posts a a tell that he got from some random person was like, Oh, you're in that, that podcaster dude's guild. <laughs> and he was like, what he posted our discord. Anybody know what he's talking about? <laughs> and I was just cracking up. Cause I was like, yeah, it's going to happen from time to time. Now it's a symptom of not, we're not a podcast guild. We're just in a guild and with a podcast. <laughs> it's like half the people <laughs> in our guild. Don't, they're like, what? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> podcast oh man but yeah it was it was it was pretty funny it was good though we got some new members i'm excited for the future and it it really just it i was worried at the start of that night and then like halfway through i'm like okay well we got this yes thanks to once again if you've been listening since the beginning yip's incredible recruiting skills just flow <laughs> just the, it's kept this guild together <laughs> i could i could say that's Probably a true statement. Um, okay, so I can disagree with that. <laughs> well, we'll let you recruit next next time, Mel. No, I'm good. Okay, unleash the gates. Open the floodgates. Season of Master. <laughs> you ready? Okay, who who wants to go first? Because Duranosaur, if I'm not mistaken, was world first solo level sixty hardcore. Which nice spoiler. Wow, which Wowhead didn't write an article about, but they no. wrote an article about the first duo. That's true. Yeah. We have that in the note. But uh do you would you like to start? Sure. Yeah. I can jump into it. Um yeah, I got so I guess it's because I wasn't the first hardcore sixty. Um but to be fair, the duo who hit 61st, it was Tommy Salami and Tactics. Those guys are world record holding WoW Classic speed levelers, right? <laughs> they, um, they both have written guides on leveling, like the Rested XP guide um, that came out when TBC came out. They like did all the research and came out with one for Vanilla, one specifically for Season of Mastery with the XP changes. Like they are some of the fastest levelers, you know, in vanilla world of Warcraft, like across the board. Um, so they, they ended up hitting 60 as a duo, which you can do in hardcore. I don't know. We can jump into more of the hardcore rules if we want. Um, but you're allowed to do a duo as long as you were always like in a party together and you have to be like in the same zone and just like you're joined at the hip, right? If one person dies, you both delete the character, um, until you hit 60 and then you, you become free 
from that chain. Um, but they hit 61st, and then I uh, I was like kind of in line, I guess. Um, Jokered, who was the very first 60 when Classic WoW first came out, he was actually like way ahead of me in terms of being like the first solo person, and he ended up dying. And when he died, it was sort of like, okay, like if I really want to do this, I can do it. I just no have to sleep till Brooklyn, right? Yeah, exactly. So I like, I took like a four hour nap and got up and did one last 19 hour session and I got it done. Um, all without dying. Which, 19 wow. hours? Yeah. They, that whole week is a blur to me. Um, because if you go back to the very beginning, so it came out on Tuesday morning. Um, I kind of woke up in my normal time and I had at the time I had on the classic era vanilla servers, I had a hardcore hunter that was level, uh, I want to say like 57 and a half. And I was like, okay, well I'm up, I'm awake. Uh, let's see if I can hit 60 on this classic era hardcore hunter before season of mastery comes out. And I just like started playing it. And then we put like a countdown clock up on the stream and I hit 60 on that character with about a minute and 40 seconds to spare. So then I ran to the bathroom, came back, sat down, and then Season of Mastery launched. And I just jumped right into that character and did like a, I think I did like, you know, 24-ish hours on that character. And then slept for like three or four hours and then came back and did like another session and then all that. I got to stop you right there. You didn't just do mom bathroom. <laughs> no, no. Unfortunately, I didn't have access to to anyone that was able to come down and assist me in my my moment of need. Um, but yeah, so that was like that was a blast the first week. Um, the leveling being boosted and being faster definitely helped out a lot too because it's like uh, I ended up getting done in just under four days played. It was like three days, twenty three hours, and like forty eight minutes. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a whirlwind and then, yeah, I was lucky enough to be the first hardcore solo 60, even though it's a lot of, you gotta add a lot of little like addendums to it, but it was not it was that many, fun. not, yeah, not yeah. that many addendums. Very, that's, that's incredible. Uh, yeah. and Joker's death. If no one's watched that death, you should go watch it. It was, uh, it was kind of sad <laughs> to watch. The Jokered one? Yeah. The Joker yeah. death was just like, oh, oh. <laughs> Yeah. If you want to watch one that's, if you want to watch a Joker video that's amazing, it's the one where he was on the, I'm pretty sure he was on the beta servers of Seasons of Mastery and people were following him around and killing him with Infernals for like 38 deaths. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of that going on on the beta as like people were trying to practice their runs because you could make 60s, right? So people would make a level 60 warlock and just like follow you around and drop infernals on you and stuff. And what sucks is that that Blizzard gave them the infernal because anybody who's a warlock knows that to get the infernal, it's not like a really easy thing. It's a pretty time consuming quest chain to actually finally be able to do that. Like I could do it on my lock. But there's lots of locks that just don't even... I, I would probably say the majority of locks don't have the ability to bring down an Infernal. Well, yeah. I think um, they're finding plenty of ways to grief even without the Infernal on Season Oh, of yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. They don't need the Infernal. <laughs> they're, they're doing enough. Oh, yeah. One of the biggest ones that I've seen just, just working up with Mel, and I saw this back in Classic, too, is people will run through a bunch of mobs that are around you, and then... 
once they get out of the chain and it and they come back, they aggro onto you. And that's like the meanest thing. That I, I think that I honestly not I'm not gonna say that that's fine, but but it's like people pulling dragon elites into storm and stuff are yeah, yeah. Are are really are bad. Um it's the real uh, trolls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the Terramus kite is uh is a pretty famous one. Cause that happened even on so like during classic vanilla, yeah, this hard the whole hardcore thing started, you know, a year and a half ago or whatever. And it was a pretty regular thing that someone outside of the hardcore community would just like kite Terramus to Stormwind and hardcore characters would just be dying left and right. And it's like, well, that's too bad. Yeah, I logged into Season of Master for the first time and just general chats like, is the dragon around? <laughs> is Stormwind safe? I was like, what is happening here? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why you should be hanging out in Ironforge. There's no reason to be in Stormwind if you're not getting the dragon blessing. Except everyone levels through the human zones. Let's be real. No one's mm-hmm. ever leveled true, anywhere true. else, apparently, as far as I can tell. <laughs> I mean, I literally, my season of Mastery Tune, I'm going to be human just because I don't want to do the gnome starting area for, for the lock. And I figure like, okay, I'll lose Escape Artist. Which is kind of a big deal, but I just don't want to even do enough of it to get. And I don't want to be a gnome anymore. I'm a gnome in TBC Classic. I hate it. Like so, I'm just if I'm doing season of mastery hardcore, I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. Yeah. But okay, so you did that as a hunter, right? Yeah. Okay, so you so you probably didn't use the guide because you've even done a hardcore challenge on a hunter without a pet. I don't know if you completed it, but what? I know I tuned into a lot of the last time I saw you, you were like in the late late forties level on that quest. Did you complete that? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um that one was on Horde. I actually like so I did use the guide quite a bit for this because I don't know Alliance very well. Um and even though I just I had just finished sense. like an Alliance run on Classic Era, like moments before SOM came out, I still like that was the first Alliance character I had leveled in like a few years um so i definitely did utilize the guide and it works out because they were they've been sponsoring like this whole thing that we're doing um so i definitely did use the guide and yeah it 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 helped a ton i've got i've talked to people even now that are like oh man like i'm at level 36 and i have over three days played like how did you do it so fast and i'm like i just followed the guide i don't know what to tell you (laughs) What would you use as your professions? Because that's something I've been really thinking about as getting ready to jump in after the masses have done it. I don't like crowds, like claustrophobic. So <laughs> I've been thinking about like what professions I have to do. And I'm like, well, how the hell do I even get a wand? I guess I have to do enchanting. Yeah. Like, but then I can't sell the enchanting mat. So I'm going to have to drop that after I make the wands, you know? And so I'm so confused on like what I'm going to have to do. Did you dr- have professions drop them? You gotta, like give us kind of that overview. So for specifically for this, like one character, I didn't do professions cause I wanted to, my whole goal was just to level quickly, but I will say that every other time that I've leveled a hardcore character, I spend probably more time on professions than I would on any other character because you can get so much from them that's going to help you in the long run so like to your point i think warlocks almost always in hardcore like across the board they start with tailoring and they start with enchanting and they use those two to get their wands and then to make some wizard oil and then they end up dropping enchanting and i think going skinning 
um, cause you end up needing the leather for a lot of tailoring stuff. So that's like, like, uh, super like cookie cutter professions for a warlock as far as I know, but like mining and engineering are like, are two of the best professions in hardcore target dummies will save your life. Grenades, uh, the trinkets, there's all kinds of things through engineering that really, really, really add to your toolkit in terms of keeping you alive. See, I feel like mining or herbalism would kill someone like Mel because they wouldn't be able to let it go. They'd be like, I have to get this. It's in a, it's in this cave. I just die go in a that lot, cave. guys. Okay, so like, I just don't see how hardcore is in my wheelhouse here. Maybe yeah, it'll help you with die that. a lot. Most of the time, <laughs> really, most of the time when you die, it's not when we're doing a quest. It's when you're running to turn the quest in because you, you refuse to take roads. You, ref, you refuse to take the path of least resistance. You want to go straight to it. And the majority of reason we die is PvP. I mean, I was thinking about it and like, I really don't die much at all unless it's PvP orientated. On this, it'll be PvE. I mean, I die a lot in raid, and that's 100% PVE. Ooh, okay. That actually brings me to a point. How does it work? Like, is anybody getting screwed over by accidentally PVP flagging? Oh, yeah. It's happening. That's that's one of the ways they're griefing people, right? Because there are, on Alliance side, there's a few quests. Um, there's, like, multiple points in the missing diplomat quest, and then there's at least one other quest um that flag you that because you end up fighting like an npc that's associated with a faction or whatever so they like a few days into som there were like there were horde rogues that got to a high enough level that they even stealthed into ironforge and hung out like deep inside next to this quest that flags you when you have to fight this mob and you want that quest because it gives you abyss ring until like the 50s. Yeah. So it has happened. And the hardcore community has, we they've been great. They've basically come out and said, if you die, if you get flagged from one of these quests and you go out into the world and you get PvP'd on, that's on you. If you do one of these quests and you flag and within moments, a high level rogue comes out of nowhere and kills you, that's not going to count against you. Don't worry about it. You can continue your hardcore run. So there's some leeway there um, that the hardcore community gives you. Obviously, you would lose the Soul of Iron buff, which is the new buff they implemented in Season of Mastery that just tracks whether or not you've ever died. But the hardcore community does really try to facilitate, you know, uh, these like griefing deaths and DC deaths and things like that and make it so that, hey, if something happens that's completely out of your control, you can still continue with the challenge. This might be why Mel and I have had an easier time leveling our new characters at TBC since Season of Mastery came out because I hadn't really even thought about all the people that just enjoy ruining people's days moving over to Season of Mastery to ruin the hardcore challenge for people. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. They are, they're around. Uh, I, think, I think we've been able to actually report a few of them and had enough evidence of them spending so much time intentionally griefing people that they haven't logged in in a while. So something I think is working. Promising. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it's just it's just weird that different like PVE quests would flag you and like maybe that's something Blizzard just should look into turning off. I when I asked the question, I was more thinking like things like where somebody accidentally tabbed to an enemy horde character, an enemy alliance oh, character yeah. and accidentally hit them or something. Like that was what I was thinking. Yeah. There has been someone lately, uh, there's a Horde character who, he got the Gnomish mind control cap, and what he does is he mind controls a mob you're already fighting. And oh. so then, in the pro- as you continue to fight the mob, it comes under his control, and you attacking it flags you. So then he drops the MC and then starts attacking you. Isn't it insane, like, the efforts that people will go to to figure out how to just screw people over? Like, oh, yeah. come on. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. Uh, they're trying really, really hard. The thing that I don't get is that, because, again, what I've said, the hardcore community, if you have evidence that someone did something like this to you, you can keep playing. They don't care. If you die to something like that, no, just keep playing. You're fine. So these griefers are going through this all this effort. And at the end of the day, it's not actually like ending up with anyone deleting their characters. Yeah. Yeah. Because honestly, you know, I like doing it with the add on from the hardcore community and doing it within that is really more prestige than actually having that buff because that buff you could be carried by a level 60 all the way up. You could be run through dungeons where you stand at the entrance and never have any fear of anything. So that that buff's it cool and all, a little but it really you, doesn't... It's it's pretty... I think you're underselling how important... The, I think the buff's pretty cool, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, and there's, well, community. And there's like, nothing to... Pr- without going through the hardcore com- community, there's nothing to prove that you didn't buy that so buff. So there's something... So who cares, though, right? Because it, it lasts through 60. So it doesn't matter because even at 60, it's still going to be a buff that lasts forever that you're going to want to keep. Um, so that's, I think, a big reason. Leveling, sure, maybe the hardcore add-on is cool. But I think, like, it longevity and, like, as Season of Mastery is ending, people want, you're going to want that buff there. Oh, yeah. Uh, sitting there. So yeah. it is it is sad. And the thing that you're neglecting and that I didn't realize was a big community until I started playing on the server is there's a lot of non, like, hardcore rules Iron Men or hardcore players playing who are not following the strict rules but still care about the buff, right? The only rules that they're playing around is not dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are, there are guilds and communities building around that. So it's sort of like an inter-community buff as well, too, where if they're not using the hardcore to add-on, they're just like, you're not even doing anything. <laughs> we don't know anything about you. I wonder um, how many people lose the buff like, and could continue playing their character but choose to start a new character because people you know like it's just like the illusion of like oh well you lost the buff okay yeah i'm sure it was a yeah you know it's definitely claim yeah it's definitely happened because i've had people come to me and they say hey i'm level you know 22 and i dc'd and i died can i continue and i tell them yeah if you have if you have video proof is the is the whole thing yes if you have video proof you can and sometimes they'll say ah like i kind of just want to start over because I want to have that buff, right? Yeah. And there's like more power to them. Absolutely. I was telling them, like, that's totally fine. Um, so there isn't there that buff does mean something. Even within the hardcore community where we excuse certain deaths, there are people that, you know, they value that buff enough to start over. Does the buff give you anything other than show that you haven't died? 
Nope. I think that's uh, it gives it. you an emote. Yeah. Gives you an emote okay. where you turn to stone. I think. Yeah, that's... something like that. <laughs> well, and there's lots of people speculating that they're going to start doing account wide achieve achievements for Season of Mastery, and that would be one that you would have on your account for seasons to come. It's a like there's no there's nothing there's nothing that says that's going to happen. A lot of people are speculating that that's going to happen. And I think it's a pretty good spec, you know, it's a pretty good speculation. So, so Dredus, are you doing happen. the road to rag? Yes. You... Of course okay. he is. He's one of the biggest players. That's, yeah, yeah I That's know, my whole goal. What? <laughs> Tell me your thoughts on this. How is this going to go? Oh, it's. My, I, I keep telling people this because people come in and they ask, like, how soon are you guys going to be an MC? Like a couple of weeks. And I keep telling people it's going to be months. Like, we're not even going to step foot in Molten Core in my mind until yeah. February. I'm, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I've been guessing that you're going to wait till the main players, Cargos, you, Graze for Days, yada, 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 have multiple characters at 60. So you're basically, you're building up lives to lose throughout that journey once you do it. I don't know if... Is that right? Well, yeah. I don't know if we're specifically waiting for, for like, the big players to have alts. I think it's more... I think what it really is is that we just want enough people to make it to level 60 that we have backups, that we have that strong level 60 um, just, like, foundation of, you know, enough people with enough of the professions, with enough materials kind of spread out, that if we lose someone key, um, that we are not just stuck, right? We we are able to continue. Like we're able to bring in a, a, a different person to come in and help them out. Actually, can you clarify that for, for me? Because, okay, so on Duo Challenge, you can share your professions. You can share things. You can trade things. Solo, you cannot... Is there a different rule set once you hit 60 within the Road to Rag Guild? Yeah. And this the the important distinction here is that the all of if you're at all familiar with the hardcore challenge, which I know that you guys are, um, but for anyone maybe that's listening that's heard about it. Yes. The, thank uh, you, thank you. Yeah. From from one to sixty, all of the rules have are the same as they were for the past year and a half. Um it's solo self-found. You, if you do a solo run, that means you cannot trade anything with any other players. Um, your so your professions are on your own. You, you know, you cannot group in the open world. You can group up for dungeons, but they have it has to be with other hardcore players within the level range on the meeting stone. You can only do the dungeons one time, but for the most part, it's the solo challenge. Once you hit level sixty. We, you know, the road to rag is is something after the fact. It's a separate challenge that is, okay, you've gotten to 60 and you've verified your character, um, which the verification process with the new add-on is very quick. You're able to just copy a string of data, I guess, from the add-on, upload it to the website, and the website will tell you, yes, you're good to go, or no, there's something going on. Um, and sometimes the something going on is something that you can... Uh, you have evidence of, right? Like, oh, you did die. The add-on knows you died, but it was a grief death. So we can manually go through and check that stuff. But the Road to Rag Challenge is for those who have gotten to 60, have verified that they followed all the rules in the initial hardcore challenge. And once you're there, you are able to trade with other level 60s who have also been verified. 
So we have there's I think 13 of us now on in North America. We're starting to trade stuff. We're starting to like build professions up. So like I have a salt shaker now that I got from a different 60 who has engineering. Um, and we've got like an enchanter who's getting rods from another 60 who's a blacksmith. And all of this stuff is just within our tiny group of players right now because we're still not allowed to use the auction house. We're not even allowed to use the mailbox because there's just no way to really track um, whether people abuse it or not. So we've just said like all of your trading and stuff has to be in person, which adds like an element to it that some people I think like, I kind of like it because it's like, oh man, this person has something I need. I'm going to travel across the world and we're going to trade and then I'll have it and then I can like take it and use it however I need to. Um, but yeah, there's that aspect. And then you're also allowed to run dungeons more than once. So you're able to then go and farm either lower level dungeons, like farm Maradon, farm, you know, BRD, Sunken Temple, stuff that like you would only be able to do one time as you're leveling up. Um, you're, we're able to do those multiple times and then eventually we'll probably venture into the harder level 60 dungeons, which I'm I'm excited for. I'm a little scared of. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to really push people to farm, like, let's farm BRD a lot. Let's farm Maradon a lot. Let's get our, I keep calling right. it the pre prebis. So it's like, what's the best, what's the best item before your prebis item? Um, so yeah, it's, yeah. is the one that would scare me the most like DM really like most of that. I'm like half of it. I can solo, you know? So like, it's like. But man, Skullaman scares me to death. Go, for to, you guys. go to DM West, Bob. <laughs> oh man, DM oh, West. Oh, yeah, yeah, DM, DM West. East Sorry, is easy. I forgot about DM West. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. DM North and East are like the ones that I think are easy. Oh yeah, yeah. West. So what yeah. about this? So somebody brought up in chat, like, do you have practice runs? And this is interesting to me because I I wonder the people that did Classic Era. Did you guys practice? MC on classic era on non-hardcore players to figure out like what would be the easiest way not to die in these raids. Yeah. So uh we the only practice that we have had as a group was on the beta when they allowed you to go into MC and try it out. That's the only practice. And and a lot of hardcore people came together and they did one raid on the beta. So that's all the practice we have. I'm not sure what the general consensus is going to be on whether or not we practice, because I think that on the one hand, if we don't practice, things are going to go bad, um, <laughs> real bad, <laughs> real bad, uh, people deleting days and days of gameplay bad. Um, but on the other hand, if we practice, if we go through the process and we practice it a bunch, that takes away that risk mm -hmm. of death, which right. I think is so it's such a key part of the whole hardcore thing. People are yeah, I agree. Die, I think that. <laughs> oh yeah. In, in well, the, yeah, in but new at the same MC, time, new MC is insane. Yes. Like, if it was old MC, I, okay, I'd be like, fair. people are probably gonna die. Right now, it's like, people oh, are yeah. gonna die. It would be new insane to see a run all the way through, like insane. But there's no chance. <laughs> I think Blizzard did the road to rag a favor by putting all this extra shit in because. Like, I think Road to Rag would have been a lot easier had they not put all this extra stuff in. So it's almost wonder if you get a raid together that's non-hardcore characters that 
that you know you died while you worked up and you practiced there. I don't see any problem with that. Yeah, and that's sort of where I runs. Yeah, because for so like both of your points. Yeah, if it was the you know classic vanilla MC experience, then I think the expectation would be no, you guys, we shouldn't practice because we've all yeah. done that right a bunch of times. Yeah, you've all done it. Yeah. Yeah, but now with this new one, I think that if we did decide to practice, people would understand. But I, I don't know. I think I fall into the camp of like, I don't, I don't really think we should practice. I think that we should. It, sh- it almost needs to be that fresh experience because that's going to be that's going to be the highest stakes, right? Yeah. And I'm, I'm all yep. about like, yeah, let's go in and let's. Let's be okay with the fact that people are going to die as we learn this. Let's even be okay with the fact that we might lose so many people that it delays the whole thing. Because I am very much... I think you have to, right? Like, if you guys go into Rotorag and clear it and get there with everybody the first time, like, that just minimizes the accomplishment, right? You have to go in, you have to play conservatively, and you have to be like, okay, like... Does okay, here's the question. Does running out of the instance count as dying? You can run out of the instance. You can run out. You can run out. The problem when MC though so is So running's that- encouraged now instead of discouraged <laughs> for faster. Oh yeah. Um yeah, it's I I yeah, exactly to your point. I think that if we pract if we even practiced once, right, we lose credibility. Yeah. But hold on, let me add to that. That was what I was going to add when I a second ago is the speedrunners that run all these different things practice on either private servers or the the beta servers a ton before getting their run on day 1. So are you throwing some shade at them, maybe? Uh, no, no. Because what they kind of would like so, you to is all I'm saying. <laughs> um, no, no. I have like the utmost respect for those guys because what they're doing is like they're like, hey, can we save six seconds if we all do this one thing? That's perfectly? a good point. Speedrunning is um, different, yeah, than Iron Man. I feel, well, like. the, yeah, the act of speedrunning requires practice. Is the thing, yeah, they, yeah. The, yeah, Not dying is way more play style than anything else, right? Like when I was doing my hardcore, I was just playing differently. I wasn't <laughs> revolutionizing. Yeah, you just play oh, a little yeah. differently. You don't need to uh, go crazy. But um, I think though, with the practice thing, to me, practicing is like just giving yourself an extra life anyway. It's like it would be cool to kill Rag, where instead of hardcore being one life, you have three lives that's still really hard but why would why not go all the way to one life? you know if you're going to challenge oh, yeah. yourself or or do something like you want to do the most intense version of it yeah and i, I think someone else will cheating <laughs> yeah i keep telling people and i'm trying to instill this thought in like the rest of the hardcore community because i don't know if everyone sees it the same way that i do i see season of mastery as like we have one year to push as hard as we can in this like in-game hardcore setting, right? Of us like trying to do raids. And let's say in like four months we do clear MC. I'm going to be, I, I, I might not be the only one. I don't think I'll be the only one, but I will be one of the voices saying, okay, so now we need to like do that again. Cause we need more gear because BWL is coming out soon. Right. Like I think that, well, if it's four months, BWL will be out. Yeah, exactly. So like, I want to keep, just pushing like just take the whole year right like i it'd be easy i well not easy it would be 
kind of strange, I think, to like finish the challenge, you know, four months in or whatever it ends up being and then say, OK, well, I'm either like done with Season of Mastery or I'm going to switch it up and just play softcore. Like, I I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm very much going to stay in and try to continue it for the full year and just for me, have it be like the season of hardcore rating. So you're saying it would be cool. And actually, I hadn't, I should have thought about this, but I guess I didn't. I just saw Road to Rag as a means to an end. But I guess Road to Nefarian, Road to Cthulhu, Road to Keltha, or Kelthasa. Jesus, I've been playing too much TVC. Too much TVC, but I almost had it there. But yeah, like that could be just a graduation, which would be harder and harder each time and really cool. Yeah. And I don't even know. I mean, we've talked a little bit about, you know, the logistics of, you know, how how realistic is it even for us to to clear BWL? And there's a lot of people that say, you know, we might be able to get MC, but we're definitely not getting BWL. And I'm I'm just like, you know, let's try. Let's like there's there's one thing you might like I don't know how I feel about this, but the Vash not uh not Vash, C T B C the um the second boss. Vale, yeah. Vale is going to kill one or two people. And like you can you know, hearth, like, do you require people to hearth or do you let that death be a pass? Because it was kind of a bullshit mechanic that they put in from the beginning for a, with the hardcore challenge yeah. in mind. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, all this work I have to lose because of this one silly mechanic. Yeah. I think we've just been talking about it as like, yeah, you just have everyone make sure their hearthstone's off CD. But I hadn't even really thought about just, you know, potentially excusing it. Um, because they're essentially the same thing, right? To your point, if you have that, if you have like burning adrenaline and you hearth out and get rid of the debuff, that's kind of, that's essentially you're avoiding the mechanic. So if you died from the yeah, mechanic, it's the same thing. Kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um, that could be. Yeah, absolutely. I, cause to me, it'd be, it'd be rough to say, you know, whoever gets that buff, like, nope, you're Roll dead. dice. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, you and lose it also the, the solo iron buff. That's yeah, the problem. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Well, yeah. Wiki points out the iron buff. I'm just saying for the people that might not care about that. Bob, that's only you. Yeah. Okay, Bob. I don't know why you keep <laughs> not caring about the soul of iron buff. Okay, it's but a, here's the thing. It's everything. Here's the thing, though. If what okay, so the hardcore community is like really big right now, right? Yeah. And the longer you go the harder it gets, like, how do you feel like that's going to affect the momentum that you guys have right now, right? Like, if I were to go in and in MC, I were to lose my character, how many times do you think I'm going to work back up to get back into MC to do that? And maybe that doesn't matter. Like, I don't know how much, like, the presence of the community means to you guys, but, like, how do we how do you navigate that and how do you decide like what rules or like how this works? Why it's a big Mel, it's a big community. Yeah. Like I don't think you realize how big the hardcore No, I agree. But I'm saying where is the breaking point? Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is where's the breaking point? I think that's a great question. Because we've kind of talked about that. Like how many how many wipes and full like 40 man losses can we take before we just don't have enough people willing 
to go through the leveling and and gearing and consume farming again? That's a great question because I I don't know. Um, but it is like it's. I think that we'll be able to keep it going for quite a while. Maybe not at like the pace we are right now. Like it's kind of it's crazy to me to think that we are like a week and a half into SOM and we have on NA, I think 13 or 14 even level 60 hardcore characters. When when this challenge started forever ago, when Cargos, you know, was like, hey, classic hardcore, here we go. It took months before one person got it. I remember the episode he did that on Good Morning Azeroth, and he's trying to sell it to the people on the show, and they're like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. Like, and it just, it just, it just kept blowing up because of them doing it. it was, yeah. It's a really cool. Thing. So it's when I respect you guys. Like, I, I'm not saying you're a small community. I'm not trying to like, you know, frame it that way. I'm just saying like. Oh, I think you're right. It's though. It's, it's bottleneck. <laughs> How many people hit sixty? How many of those sixties yeah. want to raid? How many want to raid after they die the first time? It's just a bottle. It, yeah. it just trickles down. So right. it's a legitimate concern, especially oh, absolutely. Yeah. when some people want to go all the way. It's a commitment. You know, like from day one, it's a commitment. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're putting in and time. Exactly. That's why I keep trying to sell it as like, a, you know, let's do this for a year. Because I think it's it's easier to swallow a death if you know, hey, you know, we are... You know, there's people dying right now that are we haven't had any level 60 deaths, but we've had people die at 59. We've had people die in the high 50s, low 50s, 40s, all the way down. And it's just like, hey, if we're doing this for the full year, you know, you died once a week and a half in. Right. Like you have so much time. Don't worry about it. Like if you really if you want to keep playing hardcore, like there's plenty of time. We're going to keep on doing it. It's going to be great. Uh we're going to I'll I'll my goal is to be like that person. Right. That's like, you know, hey, I'm I'm about to hit 60. Who's sure still running raids? Right. Who's still running dungeons? I'm going to be like this guy right here. Let's go um, for like the full year. Uh, and that hopefully makes it easier. But to yeah, absolutely. To your point, Mel, like I could totally see someone even just losing one character at level 60 and saying, all right, I'm done. See ya. And that's just one person that's no longer playing in the community at least for you know the time being and that will be right. harder than any raid boss and that is what i'm committing to for my hardcore character but it will depend if i have a really good time i might do it i might do it again you know what i mean like but i know it's going to be a long process i want to be an alt uh, you know you know in the raid for the road to rag maybe i get pulled up like you know you know, like third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, you know, wave. Like, but I'm just going into it, like, you know, doing it like, eh, I'm just, I'm going to put, get my feet wet. I'm not like committing to this, but I have one other thing I want to talk about globally, but I haven't committed to it yet, but Yip has, Hello. and I want yes, Yip I to tell us what has happened with his journey on road or on hardcore challenge. Well, if you listen to last week's podcast, Crix convinced me to make a character finally. I was like, all right. <laughs> he made it sound cool. So I asked him, I was, and I knew the answer already. I was like, what's the hardest one? If I'm going to do it, let's just do the hardest one. Get it out of the way. I'll look like a hero. And if I die, I'll just quit. It's that easy. It's a win-win for me. Uh, so, of course, Solo Warrior is what he said to do. So I was like, Solo Warrior, easy. Uh, I know how to play Warrior, Hamster and Kite. I know all, I'm, I, I'm good at Warrior. Um, so I start it. 
And it was way more fun than I was expecting it to be. The fact that I had to not like not dying uh, is is tough. I almost died uh, at Fargo Deep Mine <laughs> with kobolds the first time I encountered like any scary thing. I'm almost dead. I had to run away. I'm, I'm at like 20% health and I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> like I'm going to die at level 5 like an idiot. I need to pay more attention. So I have to go get my fishing up, make sure I have food. I'm getting my cooking up so I've got buff food. I go herbalism alchemy so I'm, I've got elixirs on. I'm like taking it I'm, and it's fun because I have to build this character up slowly. Um, because I've never done a no death and it's a warrior, I want to really take my time. Um, the only issue that I ran into, it's, there's too many people playing. It's not hard. <laughs> there's, you can run into a cave that you would normally die in, and there's just so many other people camping mobs waiting for quest <laughs> mobs that the, the threat of death in some of these early zones is gone. I, in fact, it's hard to do quests, actually. Um, yeah. You, uh, this is why I wanted to start, you know, late. It's yeah. crazy. It's, yeah. Like, yeah. it's, I literally can't do quests sometimes. I'm like, I'm sitting there, like, there's no mobs. Yeah. And I just have to log out and play at different times. Um, that's the biggest issue I have run into. Um, so I hit 15 and I'm doing the pillager quest, the, the Westfall pillagers. Kind of hard. I need to find a, a area where I'm only going to pull one or two. Um, but there's so many people that, uh, the Defias Town, what is it? Brook, Moon, Moonbrook. Um, yeah. it, uh, it, there's just too many people there. I can't get any tags. I'm literally sitting here for two hours, and I think I'm eight of ten on both looters and pillagers. And, and you I, have the worst tagging like class. Yeah, in I, history. I, it's so hard to get a tag, and and I'm I'm just real struggling, and I just want to get this quest done. I get an upgrade to my weapon once I finish the series. So I was like, I'll go up to the the cave, um, on the west side of Westfall. Head up there, and I was like, there's so many people here. This is insane. Run all the way back to the end, and I guess, like, <laughs> I guess everyone left, and suddenly I'm the only person in this oh, cave, no. and I die. <laughs> I die <laughs> because I was bored, though. I died because I was bored. I would never go to that cave <laughs> normally, but because there were so many people elsewhere... I felt like I can't progress my character. Um, no. And that's how my warrior died. And I was like, okay, I made the decision. One death and I'm done. Uh, so now I'm doing a duo and I'm, I'm going to keep playing. I can't, I can't stop. I'm going to hit 60 <laughs> now. It, it was too fun. Um, I'm a priest now. I'm a level 10 priest. I'm playing with a level 10 rogue, obviously. And uh, it was fun. It was actually a really, really enjoyable way to play the game. I think the buff sells it for me. <laughs> Having that buff and everyone can see is really nice. And then seeing everyone's deaths is pretty intense. Seeing, uh, I don't know what the range is. I don't know. Is it zone wide that you see the, the death of somebody? Or is it just like around you, mean, you when someone dies? Do you so mean the has like emote? Through the ad The emote, yeah. Uh, I, it's pretty far. Because I've seen yeah. it a few times in like looks around. And I'm like, I don't see anyone near me. Yeah, so it's gotta assumed, be pretty far. yeah, I assumed it was like zone wide, but you're just out there killing. And I don't mean the add on, Bob. I'm talking about the heart of iron. Um, when, the, when someone dies with the heart oh. of iron, there's an emote that says like someone's soul has been tarnished. And yeah. uh, everyone, everyone knows when you die. I logged out immediately when I died. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not looking at anyone saying F to me. I'm so upset with myself oh does do do people send you tells with f i don't know because i exited game as soon as i, I died <laughs> um so that was what i did there but uh 
yeah, I mean, it's it's really fun. You get to see where people die because their little soul stays on the ground. So every time you roll up to a Murloc camp, there's a couple of souls on the ground and you're like, yep, yeah. <laughs> I've died here before. <laughs> um, it's been fun. I, I really wanted to get into like the real game. So I was pretty bummed I died at 15. I wasn't expecting to die at 15. And it really it really was just my own fault and like not wanting to take my time. Because I wanted to see like the 30s. Now I feel like mm. I just need to make a hardcore character and get to 16 just so I can yeah. you know, gloat on the podcast. Do it. I mean, it's just I want to get to like the 30s and 40s where you're kind of like in the thick of things where you're, like, you're not the, the levels aren't coming as quickly. But well, I'll be you there. You have more tools. Yeah, you yeah. have more tools. And I don't know if I'll do Warrior again. I feel like I was kind of. I don't know what if people do we need just do do we need warriors? That's a bigger question. What do people need if people are going to start characters? Is it does it not matter at this point? We just need 60s. It's, yeah, it's so tough to know. Right. Now. There's actually a really good class distribution at 60 right now. So I would say and I from the beginning, I think we've all said, like, play what you're most comfortable in because you playing something that we need and not getting to 60 means nothing. Versus yeah. you playing like another hunter, another rogue and getting to 60. Right. So right. that's yeah. sort of why I gave in to the uh, the duo temptation. I was like, I kind of I kind of want to like make sure I do better. <laughs> I want to yeah. actually get a little further. I think Bob and I are going to do a duo and I think I'll be a priest because I know how to play a priest really well. Yeah. Yeah. Play priest, what you know. This is very Absolutely. good. Lovely. <laughs> the, the hardest class in hardcore is the one you know the least about. Yeah. Whoa. Yep. Yep. So I mean, maybe I should play a hunter because I know a lot about never warrior. Resists, I still you know. Well, you didn't die to the warrior class, though. That's well. Yeah, that's I true. I but I, if I was my mage, maybe I mean I think I'll start a solo mage because I I'm I'm mages. very good at mage. And uh, are you? I, I want to play more. I I almost I was almost a mage this whole time. And at the end mage of phase one in classic, I almost switched to mage. I was like, mage is so sick. You just throw frost bolts out. Listen, that's so it's so selfish to solo a mage because you get water and food like you need to duo a mage, you jerk. <laughs> that's a good point. Actually, that's funny. I'm already doing though. And I, I the problem is like it's kind of hard to you have to be logged in at the same time. I think the yeah. hardest rule set is that you can't do professions when you're not both logged in. Yeah. That would change everything. If you could like log in, get all your professions up solo and then just go level together. That's a little simpler, but the fact that you have to be like, okay, should we go do these professions or should we take some time to do this? You have to be in the same zone, I think. Like, it's pretty, it's interesting. If Bob and I do a level, you need to monitor him that he doesn't just log in my character on my computer and then go profession hunting over on his computer. Like, that's not fair. I agree. Monitor Bob. Bob will cheat. He doesn't even care about the buff. Did you hear him? <laughs> Well, any hardcore that we do will will be streamed. But the last thing I wanted to kind of bring up, it's kind of interesting to me because, and tell me if I'm wrong, this is just what I think, but I think Cargos a year and a half ago saved Season of Mastery. And the reason I say that is because the biggest server is the uh, Road to Rag server hard, hardcore and... It seems like even not like even on other servers, people are doing the hardcore stuff. And Blizzard, maybe they would have never put that little buff oh, in. They never would have if it wasn't for hardcore, for sure. 
we're not seeing a ton of raiding, although you level so much faster. And we saw Rag die in week one of original classic. So my question to you is, did Hardcore Challenge actually make Season of Mastery? I think it's it's a substantial part of it. Absolutely. I think that, yeah, without it, I don't even know if I'd be playing. Right. And I think that there's there. Are, I've heard of people that are playing like I know John Gabar is a pretty popular server. There's a lot of PVPers that are there that are just like diehard, you know, vanilla WoW fans. But I I think that even the soul of iron buff was enough of an interest to get people back. And yeah, exactly. I don't think they ever would have put that in the game had it not been for what think, happened with yeah, I think that's all true. the hardcore community stuff. So um, I, yeah, it, it's, it'd be tough to say like, yes, we, we, you know, the hardcore community has made season mastery what it is. It wouldn't exist without it, but I think it's easy to, to see direct links to how, the you know the amount of players participating and the interest in it and the excitement around it has dire- been directly affected by the hardcore community. I mean, honestly, I was in the camp of it's way too soon. Why would I want to go back and do the same content that I <laughs> just finished mm-hmm. being annoyed with doing, right? The only thing that interests me is this hardcore challenge, right? And it's like, oh, okay. Well, I could maybe go back and do that. That'd be something fun and interesting. Well, I did right? want to ask you guys, because I know you guys weren't big fans of world buffs in original classic, right? Um, but you guys were still like, you guys were still raiding at like a pretty high level. Like you guys were full clearing all the content. So I was actually before um, like checking in and hearing what you guys are up to. Like, I thought maybe you guys were that target demographic of people that would enjoy Season of Mastery, that would like the no world buffs and also like the content to be a little buffed and stuff. TBC fulfills fulfills that desire. Like, TBC is classic plus. (laughs) It's, hey, here's some classic rating where the classes are a little more balanced, where uh, you don't have to bring in world buffs. You can raid log pretty easy. So I think that with more time, in it helps. PvP. But it's also scratching my... Yeah, the PvP is also scratching my itch, but the raiding is scratching my itch too, where it's like... Why, I, I think the, the raid boss changes are really cool. I would love to do a non-hardcore raiding guild to go through these changes to Molten Core. But it's just why when I'm... It took our guild almost like two months yeah. to finish the current tier in uh, TBC, which is... We were still like ahead of the curve of a lot of guilds. So that rating is providing a challenge enough already that this came out so soon. If this had come out in Zulaman, maybe we're talking yeah. about a, a lull that we can do. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, that's my, what we that's were talking about is that it was like so soon and it was at a peak of like people still trying to progress through TBC. Right. So but I do think it captured those people that didn't want to do TBC that like we're bored with TBC that weren't interested in that. And I think it's two different markets. And I think that's where we have to go with is like, there's going to be some crossover of people that like TBC and also like to do this um, season of mastery. But I also think that there's something to be said that they started now. And then a year later, there's another one and you get more people who are bored with TBC then. And then a year later, they start another one. You get more people who are bored with whatever's going on. Right. And I think that it's a good plan because you capture those people who hated TBC and wanted classic. So 
you get those people in right now. And then in a year, you get the other people in that are bored with whatever content's out then. And I think that that's good business. (laughs) And for me, basically, I did almost all the content in Vanilla WoW. I did everything on the cutting edge until Nax, where our guild like fell apart. We only got four bosses in. So I had already done that. And like my coming back to classic was like, Hey, I want to dot every I and cross every T. And I pretty much did for a warrior. I mean, I guess I could start a new class and get everything that I want, but on the warrior, I literally got everything except weapons off of KT. And I mean, I won't let that go. I got it. I got it all. Like, and so it was just a little too soon for me to want that experience. That's why the hardcore sounds fun to me is because it's something completely different from what I did. And that's why in, in classic, I came back as a warrior because it was something completely different from the rogue that I did in original vanilla. And so I think it was just too soon without world buffs and stuff. And Honestly, like now all I think about without world buffs is, oh, I'm going to have to run Molten Core for the entire time. And it's just longer. Mm-hmm. Like, right. you know, it'd be awesome to run through it those first few times and see all the new changes. But then the fact that I have to keep running that raid throughout the entirety of the expansion is kind of a bummer to me in that sense. And so that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I have, um, I, for journalistic integrity, I feel like I should bring this up as something that I noticed playing hardcore. I think that, I don't know how you address this, but the gameplay style of hardcore is a little bit toxic. Um, so I noticed that for non-hardcore players, it's really not fun playing on the hardcore server. Oh, you yeah. have you have a ton of people who won't group up with you, who will who will steal your mob tags because it's convenient for them to not die. Right. They want to try to steal like they're incentivized to steal your mob tags to get quests done. They want you to help them kill stuff like there are a lot of people playing in a way and they like they can't group with you so they won't trade you they won't group with you but they'll steal your mob tags and like it, it's a little bit crazy if you're a softcore player playing on a hardcore server um i don't know if yeah. you've thought about that if you saw that as you were leveling but in this wave there was a lot of like pretty toxic general chat and stuff going on in the early starter zones yeah and that's like that's why i mean that's why we ended up on obsidian edge and that's why we we're like we were advocating because we have like a wow developer in like this like discord with a lot of the the hardcore like mods and stuff um we were very much advocating like yo just like you don't even have to like implement anything else to the game don't change anything about the game just give us a server and just like call it the hard like call it the hardcore server whatever it is um and it didn't happen. So our that's why we chose Obsidian Edge, because at the time, Obsidian Edge was the lowest pop PvE server or the lower. There's only two options, right? There was the East Coast one and the West Coast one. So we picked the lowest pop PvE server that we could because we knew this was like, going to be an issue. And uh, right. I do feel bad I because I have people whisper me and ask me like, yo, can you come help me with this? I've had like multiple warriors actually whisper me and say like, yo, could you come help me with the Cyclonian quest? 
because I'm just like trying to get my whirlwind axe done. And I have to tell them like, I'm sorry, I can't like I'm not allowed to group with people because I'm doing this hardcore challenge. And they like to their credit, they respond and they're like, oh, thanks for letting me know. No problem. Um, but it is it is a problem. Right. And there's been a lot even within the community. People are like, it's silly that we're not allowed to group for like named quest mobs and stuff like that. Um, and we get that. But it's, it's just like it's something that opens this like floodgate, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like you give an inch and they take a mile and you just have to be careful. But I will say, I think the addition of the add on that tracks all of this was a huge selling point to me. Yeah. <laughs> for the hardcore challenge, because. Before, I think it was like you had to stream mm -hmm. and I don't stream. And so now it's like. Oh, okay. I can still do this without streaming and doing everything yeah. else, even though Bob might stream. Yeah, but I don't want you guys to see like my horrible gameplay. You know? Yeah. Even or if how I survive, she yells at me constantly. When I'm <laughs> Mel, heal me. It's like I'm not healing you. Leave me alone. I'm getting an herb. It's the it's my favorite thing about being a hunter. Is I one don't have to buff Bob, and two I don't have to heal Bob. Yeah, yep. and then she waits till I've Epic. till till my vanishes up, and then she feigns death when we're fighting four <laughs> mobs, and she thinks it's the funniest thing ever. It is funny, <laughs> but yeah, that was my only major problem I wanted to point out. Though, but oh, I and think, I think and, you're and people right. are talking in the chat. Like, I think it is definitely the case. And someone said most of the toxicity is coming from non-hardcore people. Which, if you're talking about the like verbal harassment, I would probably agree that I see a lot more people being like f hardcore players, blah blah. blah. But I think that the gameplay. Uh, of yeah. hardcore is toxic to non-hardcore players and i think that's where yeah. that's where their frustration is coming in and then hardcore frustration is coming in because all these random people are like i hate you hardcore <laughs> yeah um, but and yeah it's... i think a server makes sense a server is probably the easiest solution uh even not limiting it just saying this is the hardcore server yeah exactly that, that alone is enough yeah and they... i know for a fact it would have made cargos's headaches go away from that remember that first night when they said we're going east coast and the discord blew up and i just like i wanted to just strangle these people <laughs> like that were just i yeah. was like dude you know how much work they put into this shut up yeah. like it drove me nuts he, watching yeah. that unfold he tried he spent so long in like because there's a public road to rag discord i think it's got like over ten thousand people in it and he just hung out in like seventeen thousand. Seventeen thousand. he just hung Mickey out he said it in chat earlier yeah he just hung out in there just like answering people's questions and like being polite as people were just like, this is the dumbest choice anyone's ever made. And he's just like, I appreciate your feedback. And it's just like, he was just eating all these comments, which like he hadn't, he didn't have to do. Um, but he's like, he takes ownership for the community. So mad props to him. Um, I loved your copy pasta that you put in. They were like, is this sarcasm? I was like, yes, it's sarcasm. You're supposed to copy and repost it. Yeah. Uh, I was, yeah, I was kind of having fun with it because some of the things people were saying was just, it was, it was outrageous. Um, but yeah, I, it does suck. Um, even when we were on like Bloodsail Buccaneers and Classic, you, we ran into the same thing, right? Where someone wants to group, you like get to a, a mob, like a named mob and there's like you and someone who's not hardcore and they're just like, they send you a tell and they're like, yo, you want to group for this? And you're just like, I can't. And so then it's like, okay, do we just like fight over this or do I just let them have it? Because they're, because I'm the one inconveniencing this whole process. And I just want to say, 
Guys, it's an MMO, yes, but just like in real life, we have no obligation to group with you at all. If we don't want to talk to you, we don't have to. That's our prerogative. Deal, deal with it. Like, there's so many people in the game, because we've been leveling up in TBC. They just walk up and say, invite. Not, hey, can I please join your group? They just say, invite. And, like, lots of times I'll do it. But it's still kind of a rude inter interaction. Like, we've been waiting here. We're about to kill the thing that we've been waiting on. Why don't you use the word please? It's common, it's common courtesy. Can I please join you guys? Yeah, bring it back, Bob. Get it. Because, like, yeah, I think the, <laughs> I think that's the problem with retail is that, like, they've taken away the need to communicate. Exactly. So now it's just like, oh, if I just say, if I just type out INV, uh, they'll just invite me and we'll get this thing done. But in reality, it's like, hey, if we actually communicate with each other politely, then things are going to yeah, go well. I don't need, yeah, I don't need you to do this quest. I'm doing you a favor by inviting you. You know what I mean? Okay, but on that note, controversially here, this might not be my opinion, but on that note, doesn't hardcore take away the community aspect of World of Warcraft that we've grown to love and know on being in a group? Now, I say that knowing that you guys have a huge community and a huge like group, but in the game, you're not that from the oh, day to day to 60. Yeah. yeah, it 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 does. Like it does take away from those group quests yeah. and things like that. I think that yeah, what what we lose from from grouping like within the game, I think is gained from this like shared experience that people are like people in, are very active in guild chat, people are very active in the Discord. Um and you get to know like I've gotten to know people not just because of like the streaming aspect of it and stuff, but just from like seeing them, like seeing their death clips, right? And you see them die at like you know in the thirties, and you see them die in like a unique way, and then you might see them later in game, like starting a new character, and you're just like, hey, and you have this like just this yeah the shared experience of of death, um, of heartbreak, but also of you know playing this very unique gameplay style and. And understanding like what's scary, what's not scary, and and I think it as much as it does like uh, divide us, and that it's a solo challenge. There's uh, so many people coming together to like just talk about the experience that they're having and enjoy hearing about other people's experience. But it's coming together yep. outside of the game, mm -hmm. right? Like you guys are coming together on Discord, right? And you guys could come together on Discord in any game you could come together on discord in retail wow right where mm -hmm. you could do something similar in that aspect right and i guess my question is is like my biggest pull to classic is the fact that it requires community and taking that community to a separate platform and not allowing it in the game how do you think that's going to affect long term it's got to hit 60, Mel. Well, real quick, okay. Mel, you say the community is the biggest part. So does that mean you're going to Gruel tonight to help all our guildies? You know, no, I love gruel? my community, but I have wine and <laughs> that outshines community. All right. Um, all right. So, okay. Sorry. You want to say something I was just going to say, like, um, I mean, we are still, like, in a guild, in the guilds together and, and things like that. But, I, yeah, you are right in that. There is a there's that lack of, you know, 
grouping for things more regularly, even like because we do allow dungeons. But yeah, there's tons of other reasons that you would group with players in game. And I do think the the road to rag challenge is it's almost also a celebration of of what of all the people that we've grown and met along the way. And this idea that like, oh, man, we will finally get to do a larger scale thing together in the game. So, um, Yeah. yeah, to your Absolutely. I think that that was something that wasn't really there in the past. And having that added in, I think, has brought even more people uh, together and gotten them excited about it. Yeah. And I think you guys have like balanced the grouping by building those connections with the community, which, again, we say like this season of mastery wouldn't have been as successful without you guys, without that community. Right. And you guys have built that community based on this. And it's the only thing that's like enticing me to come back. So I'm not trying to say like you guys are doing something bad. I was just trying to be devil's advocate here. And they're they're growing pains. They're they're growing pains as well, too. Like I've seen all this play out in in old school RuneScape already where YouTubers were were bored and they started playing a mode where they couldn't trade people and solo played and then it got implemented into the game and immortalized and it became a super popular way to play and then that's what everyone's playing and now they just came out with group uh, iron man and this is this is like it it has helped that game a lot but there definitely are growing pains like the like the toxic today i bring up the how the community handles like are we in guild are we out on discord um but i think those are all like easy growing pains we just need blizzard I think Blizzard should go all the way, though. RuneScape did it. I really think that Blizzard should go all the way with a hardcore mode and not just have a buff. Um, I think that that is like the clear route to success. Um, and then they need to immortalize Cargos in the game because that's what they did for the people who invented Iron Man mode. So. <laughs> yeah, well, OK, so, yeah, Mel, I'll give I'll give you this. I've been talking to Cargos about having a huge like eight man podcast where we it's like a like a good a good morning Azeroth Warcraft reloaded like powwow kind of like we did in our Overwatch days where we had like 8 or 10 people on one Discord call so maybe we'll get that and you can try and talk to Cargos about maybe laxing the rules to be like hey they have to be within two levels of you to group for a named quest I don't even want to lax the rules like I love the rules I just like was bringing it up as like a potential yeah, like it's worth, it's worth talking talk about. about this definitely worth yeah definitely worth talking about I bet Cargos would love to hear it because this is something that's growing this is something that's changing like they changed the way it worked at level 60 so that's something that maybe you could you know you yeah, know, I mean, pull his ear over Okay. I don't know if I want to do that, but yeah. We do need to move on, though. So we're going to move into... (laughs) Time for the news. So this week of the news, there's not really a lot, but we do the news, so we have to do it every week. If anybody wants to chime in, go ahead and jump in, but I'm going to try to kind of push through this because I really want to talk about the interview with Blizzard. So pipe up if you want to talk about something that I go over, but feel free not to as well. All right, so... This is just interesting. I Wow had put an article up about it, so I wanted to 
you know, just talk about for just a second, but an all melee, no ranged clear happened of Tempest Keep and Serpent Shine Cavern. The things that I thought were the funniest things ever was Alar and Kel'Thas were the hardest fights. Alar was a seven minute, 48 second fight, which makes sense because all the melee just have to run to where he goes to. And then the Kel the Kel'thas or the Kel'Thas fight was 17 minutes and 30 seconds with nine deaths. So does anybody have anything they want to say about this? I just yeah. can't believe they actually did it. I don't, I'm not that impressed. Melee cleave speed run guilds already exist. It's so we know melee is good. Tell me when a guild does it with no healers and they're all melee 25, <laughs> 25 people and they're all melee, but they're bringing like six healers. Come on, bring it all melee. And then I'll be impressed. That's how I feel about that. Uh, I feel like this is, I mean, if you look at the logs, it's such a gimped. I, I love melee cleave. I think that's a really cool and valid way to play the game. I don't know if this is. It's funny, <laughs> but uh, it's not good. I don't think. This is kind of the equivalent to in classic when All 40 cross mages or, oh, yeah, did 40 it paladins, or 40 druids yeah. did it. You yep, know, like yeah, exactly. It's kind of the, it's, it's just an achievement that's kind of weird. It's funny and cool. Congrats to them. The last bit of TBC news, because like this, you know, last couple of weeks has all been season of mastery and makes sense. But the last bit, they're bringing another TBC tournament in. Um, it's the uh, GCT, GCD TV Winter Brawl, and it's a combined prize pool across EU and uh, NA. For ten thousand dollars, it's a little low. We're, it's more than their it's last one. No, their last one I think was more, wasn't it? I, I, I think thought their last one was like three thousand dollars. No, no, no. That was so. We're talking about total prize pool of ten k, which I believe is lower. It's not ten k yeah. for first place. Oh, yeah, I think okay. I think it was higher. I I should have looked. Yeah, it's up our the guild subscriptions. They took it. one guild subscriptions and they're putting it towards <laughs> some esports. Thank. <laughs> Yep. Uh, we we will have the sign up sheets for both North America and Europe in the show notes if anybody wants to check that out. But I I I wish you guys would really do this because I'd like to see more of this. But you're gonna have to like tune in when it happens to make more of this happen. So the lower prize pool is because less people tuned in at the beginning, and so we'll put all the information for you. Hopefully, you guys tune in. The next thing is the WoW, uh, WoW Classic Season of Mastery hot, hot fixes. There is not a whole bunch of interesting ones. Is there any ones? I'm going to put them in the show notes for anybody that wants to look because maybe this is the only place they get their you know, news. But like, is there any of them you actually wanted to talk about? Because there's none. I thought Yip would have one he wanted to talk about. Which one did you think I'd want to talk about? The one that's the least important. <laughs> Is it? Because you're mean, always talking about color schemes and the way your character looks. and Listen, it's season of mastery changes. What do you want from me? <laughs> I just figured several helmets, such as the expert gold miner's helmet and the netherwind crown will once again properly display. What? I don't know what they <laughs> looked like before. I don't. Although that does remind me. That the expert gold miner's helm is that the is that the one that I'm thinking of? That's the rare spawn one with weapon the, skill on it with the axe skill. It's the axe, yeah, skill. axe skill. Oh, 
that's got to be good in the season of mastery. Uh, Probably. Axe skill, okay, but everyone's on alliance. Are people going to be killing? Ooh, Anixia is going to be really hard, actually. <laughs> Never mind. In hardcore? I like, yeah. I was thinking that I was like in in normal classic, I had two Deathbringers on alliance and it felt really bad, but it's going to be a little harder to get those this time. Okay, can we talk about this, though, real fast? Um, Drainosaur, mm-hmm. you're a horde, like, enthusiast. Yeah. yeah. And now you're Alliance, yeah. and you love it. Well. And it's the best thing <laughs> that you've ever done, right? Uh, it's it's fine. I, I've, I'm, uh, I've played on no, both no, factions. No, 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 no. Come on. I, I, I'm happy to be on Alliance. I'm happy to join you all on Alliance for the Alliance. Let's go. We'll get it done. Do you have dialogues on? You need to have dialogues on. Yeah, I have dialogues on. Wash your back. Do for yeah, you? let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you need to like promote other people being Alliance, you know, on White Mane specifically. We need mm-hmm. Specifically at TBC. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... Uh, then uh, just a congrats to uh, is it Zarent mm-hmm. achieves the very first uh, level sixty yeah. in season of mastery not hardcore right yeah so this is an interesting little tidbit so Zarent was the first sixty in all of season of mastery he did die he like utilized death skips and all this stuff um, the second sixty was a mage and I'm I'm blanking on his name. Um, but, and then Tommy Salami and Tactics were the, the first hardcore players. And the interesting thing about these four people is that Tommy Salami, Tactics, and Zarant all wrote the Rested XP guide. And the fourth guy, the mage, who is the second 60, is their PR person for Rested XP. So what you're saying is they left key things out of the rest of XP guide. I mean, I think there's details that they are aware of that they knew, like, <laughs> average player doesn't need to know this. Yeah. Um, oh, that's good. It's Yeah, those guys, I because I was playing with Tommy and Tactics, we would, like, get together and do dungeons because we were all in the same level range. And they were tracking Zorant, and they were tracking uh, their other buddy, the PR guy, and they're like, man uh we're really like showing up for this like we're we're doing pretty well and it like it makes sense they're all very talented players with a ton of speed leveling experience but it was i thought that was pretty funny that like oh man they just like they cleaned the floor with everything uh mm-hmm. really quick though speaking of dungeons do, do you think it's worthwhile doing dungeons i was kind of afraid like i was like people doing dead mines and stuff i don't know if i want to be involved in that yeah i think in a hardcore scenario uh on season mastery i think it is for sure even if you're pugging it just like i i keep telling people like just be at or above the final boss's level and if most of the people in the party are around there you're gonna you're gonna breeze through it's gonna be fine don't worry uh all the quests are double experience all the elite all elite and dungeon quests are double experience so just if you go through the process of getting all of the dead mines quests in your normal routing, and then you are able to run a full dead mines, you're going to be just living the high life. You're going to be the next zone you enter, you know, everything's going to be green. You're just going to feel great, especially on a warrior. Um, I think so. You could potentially also get gear. 
I know of other hardcore people that swear that like dungeons are too risky. Um, you're just like putting your life in other players' hands. It's not worth it. But I think at the end of the day, it's it's a good idea. Okay. But what about like you guys have like a huge pool right now mm-hmm. in three months. Do you think you'll have the same pool to get? Because you have to only group with hardcore. Did we already players, think about? Right? Did we already? Well, talk no, no, about she this, means though? for leveling. No, for dungeons. dungeons. Oh, I think for leveling, leveling dungeons, gotcha. probably. I think <laughs> so. Yeah. Gonna be dying. That's gonna be tough. Like again, to uh, to Yip's point from earlier about like the zones being so crowded. I think those low level zones are so crowded because so many people are dying and starting over oh, and dying and starting over and like that. Like I guess the average hardcore level will eventually sort of like move up, right? Like eventually, right. There will be so more don't wait people. too long. Well, yeah, <laughs> don't wait too long, but also. There's always low people because people are either dying or they're just like starting a different hardcore character. So uh, even on classic era, like leading up to SOM, it was like up until about like old Amon ZF. So like mid 40s, it was pretty it was it was pretty easy to find dungeon groups. You might have to like, you know, get on the discord and say like, hey, I want to do SM tomorrow during this time. But you would pretty easily find other people. Okay, well. Yep, well, you covered the next bit of news. It was Tommy Salami and Tactics that got the first hardcore level to 60. So I want to get this in because I'm excited about this next part. So let's move into... Bobby, we need to have a talk about this World of Warcraft classic do I look like I know what a WoW token is? All right, so this week's discussion, I mentioned it on last week's podcast. I mentioned Josh Corbett's interview with Brian Birmingham, and it definitely made my Friday, but we had such a big episode with a new guest on with Crix. We had to interview. We always interview new guests. There's no, there's no way I'm ever going to bring in a new guest on and not do the your background and wow interview because I think it's really neat. So I pushed it to this week. So I kind of wanted to talk about some of the points and for anybody who hasn't heard the inner, the interview, the YouTube version will be linked in the show, the show notes. So you can check that out. But yeah, he got to talk to him about a few different things and the first one was he had a question about are you concerned if there's too many options for wow and the way brian talked about it is he was like we were concerned and that's why we held off character trans uh, transfers on small servers because of the concern of how much season of mastery would cannibalize tbc classic and it turned out according to their numbers and according to Brian, that it didn't. And if you look at uh, Ironforge.pro, that's accurate too, because TBC Classic is a raid loggy game. You, If you don't have alts or you don't PvP, you can raid log and do the highest stuff every week. And so it didn't actually cannibalize it. But my question to you guys is... When does it actually start to cannibalize if they keep going on these routes? Okay. Here's the thing. Is that if we didn't have a wonderful guild bank savant 
then I would probably say this answer differently, right? But oh, good point, good point, because we don't have to farm for our yeah, consumables especially every week. So like <laughs> other people might have to. So I now you, I I'm you. like, okay, I'm gonna build up a new character, right? And I'm going to give Kim all of my mats and I'm going to get money. But what do I need money for right now? Because I'm raid, like I'm raid logging for the most part. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm curious to know. And I think uh, I heard Melderon talk about this on either. It might've been on here. It might've been on GMA. Um, but like once, let's say end of season of mastery, do they even consider doing a TBC, or like so, when this when this version of TBC ends, do they do they do a season of mastery TBC? Got to get an answer for this. The, finger. the answer is no. <laughs> I think we're already playing the season of mastery for TBC because we're playing the pre nerfed raids, which I think, I think that's like the season of mastery for is like way is really crazy they added way too much overall it's like all these bosses are way different they're like really hard but i think in the initial release of uh of classic i think they realized that should have been harder so if there's like we're like in a middle ground for tbc it's it's hard half the guilds still are at like eight of ten they have not cleared this tier of content and it's been out for like almost three months now uh, so that's like that's pretty intense. I don't know if they need to make it harder, um, or if anyone really wants it harder. I know that there was the the private server endless that had a a lot of like increases in in difficulty, but I think that's sort of like a private server thing. Right now, most people who are playing the game, and someone in the comments is saying hard, lol. But when half the guilds haven't cleared the content compared to Molten Core, where a guild of fifty gates cleared the content. I think that there's a big difference in, yeah. in difficulty. We're, Season of Mastery. We're not comparing it to yeah. uh, retail mythic. Season rating. of we're Mastery. comparing it to the players that are in here that are playing the game, and half of them haven't gotten past 8 of 10. Yeah. I think Season yeah. of Mastery stems from the fact that rating was just so absurd in, in, in vanilla classic. Yeah. You have, with, with world buffs, content was literally a joke. Uh, and I think that's where the season of mastery is stemming from. But for TBC, I don't think there'll be a season of mastery. Will there be another season of TBC that that might, or maybe they'll do some changes to some of the they easier bosses or something? But uh, yeah, and they might call it season of mastery, but they yeah, won't do the but same. It's not the same thing. I don't think they'll do right. a thing where they overhaul all the bosses or anything like that. I think yeah. So that's where like I think that's where it is potentially going to get the muddiest, right? I think that. If we, because how long is how long is left in TBC? Is there is TBC going to be running? Is this iteration of TBC you think still going to be going at the end of season of mastery? Is there that? I much think they content end left? around the same I, time. Okay, I th maybe I, yeah. If we if we look at it, the thing about TBC and Wrath moving on is you can kind of look at it in the sense that they have to go around arena seasons, mm -hmm. like they, it's kind of it. I mean, they could do it, but it would be kind of foobar if they're like, oh, season one was three and a half months. Season two is four and a half months. Season three is two and a half months. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Like, they kind of have to keep it, like, in line with that to make it actually worthwhile for the PVPers. Yeah. And the PVPers are quite a big, like, if you look at uh, Ironforge.pro, 
It's a pretty big population, even if it's just the PVPers like us that don't strive for the top levels, that just have a good time in it, yeah. you know? So so I think uh, we're, within like the next year, then we're going to end up in this situation where they do whatever season is after season of mastery. They're still going to have classic era where you can play either your characters from original classic vanilla or season of mastery. Cause I think they're all going to go to that classic era server. So that's two vanilla they, servers. That's, that's, that's what they've said is going to yeah. happen now. And then you're going to have, I assume they're going to do like a TBC era where if you want to keep playing TBC on that, on your TBC characters, you can always log in and play TBC era. I assume, I don't know. Maybe. So, we should just change the word era to trash can. <laughs> so you have classic trash can. You have TBC trash can. It's where you guys yeah. go to die. Because because unless they do anything else, like that's where you're Here's going. Here's my opinion. Right? Yeah. My opinion on this is there should be no eras after vanilla. I think that it's crazy to like immortalize your character wearing like whatever Sunwell nonsense you're wearing. If you've got war glaives. Whatever. Transmog is going to come out in, in like Kata or something. <laughs> Go keep playing and Transmog yeah. some stuff later or something. I don't care. Uh, but Wait, Transmog was Kata? I, no. Yeah. It had to no. Be no, it was Kata. Um, <laughs> don't want to talk like about this Kata? with you. <laughs> I don't know. The, 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 the mount with a Transmog on it comes out in, in Mop. So it, Transmog comes out before then. Um, but yeah, I'll just put this up there. If Transbug ever comes out in my game, I'm out. Okay, let's, I'm out of that game. Okay, but, but sorry, go ahead. Uh, I don't even know what my point is anymore. There shouldn't be any eras for anything other yeah. than vanilla. Vanilla has a special place in many people's hearts. If they do it, I think they are they're Yeah, they're shooting themselves in the foot by making too many options for people to play in. I think but like there's a lot of people that like TBC way more than right. so they should redo a season. Plus, there's no reason to have your you're going to infinitely do Sunwell. Like no one oh, no, no, is, no. no one's going to do that. No. Okay, seasons. No, yeah, I'm talking about era. The one argument I would have for era for TBC and for Wrath is PVP. Like you might have people that want to just be bis PVP forever. And just jump in and do arena games. Now I know that probably is a small, a small portion of people, but there yeah. might be people for that. Whereas classic era, I think, has nothing. And what? There's no seasons anymore. Like, uh, who cares? I don't like. I don't but care. They could do both. So, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think that seems insane. <laughs> That's where it gets super muddy, in my opinion. And I kind of agree with you up on this. Like, if they do that then I assume they would have that would like imply that they would do that even with a wrath server. So it's some, we could be down the line somewhere where there's, you know, a fresh season of vanilla classic or vanilla era, a fresh season of TBC, a TBC era, a fresh wrath and a wrath era. That's six servers across the right. classic thing. That you're just competing against each other. To be fair. I, I agree with yip too. I just had to throw out a devil's advocate with the PVP talk is all. Yeah, I'm not oh, yeah. saying yeah. I'm not saying nobody I'm not saying nobody would be interested on the service level, but I think we saw how just about nobody was interested in classic era and vanilla is the most like nostalgia driven time. If you people don't want to have their museum character for classic era uh, or the vanilla classic era, they're not gonna for TVC. Okay, but does was classic era just a like? Point it was a misstep. So, they, no, 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 no. I, I don't even think I'll, it was a misstep. I think it was a like 
hey, we need to like maintain this so that we can implement what they're implementing now. No, mm. they don't. Yeah, it's basically turning into the trash. They're, the they're trash very, it's different, through. I mean, right? It's, so it's, it's tough to know. Thing, yeah. Like, the, I mean, the problem is they- But what they were saying, what they were saying in Josh's, like, interview was that when they make changes to Classic Era or to Season of Mastery, like, it affects both. So they have to make sure that they, like, don't affect one without the other, right? Like, they're just on the same launcher. <laughs> That's the only- I think Classic Era was a placeholder. I think it, Classic Era was a placeholder. Classic Era still though. exists, though, Mel. That's the problem yes. here. Yeah, that... but it's stupid. And I think it was a placeholder. Mel's moving us on. We'll let you talk about that, Mel. Like, he asked him what season of Mastery Changers were con- con- considered, but didn't make it to-, to live. So this was an interesting one that a whole bunch of YouTubers, like, used Josh's interview to, like, complain and bitch like I saw different things. Um, a guy I really like, I, oh, I'm blanking on his name right now, but he reminds me of Viscount. Yep. Might be able to remind me of his name, but um, he was like, he titled his, his video. We can, but we won't. And what he's talking about is when Josh asked, asked Brian, what changes did you want to make, but you didn't make? Brian pointed out something that I hadn't thought of. Okay. Because they're going to throw everybody from season of mastery in the classic era trash can, they can't make certain player change, like certain class changes. Like if you want to, to change up a class like Paladin or yada yada, well, as soon as they go to classic era, that change reverts. So they're bound because they're going, and this goes to your point, Yip, where you're saying there just shouldn't be a classic era. They can't make that change because they have to put you in classic era afterwards. And so therefore the changes that they make cannot be class changes, cannot be those types of changes. And I thought that was, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I understood where they were coming from at that There's point. A, okay, so here's my question. Here's my question, real fast. Do you think that they will let Season of Mastery players go to TBC? Well, they have not said anything about that at all. They've only said they're going to Classic Era. So what are the pros and cons of that? I mm, I think that's a good question, because, like, it's so, yeah, I think it's a great question because the, I think the assumption is that we will get fresh TBC. So if there's a fresh TBC, then, and it coincides with the end of season of mastery, like, would that just like, that just makes sense, right? But at the same time, I don't know. That's a height. Maybe, maybe not. I kind of love the idea of like a fresh TBC where everyone starts at level one. And I think everybody that likes fresh wants that too yeah that was that like that was kind of my point but okay but it starts my, at my one was, wait 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 starts at one like i'm talking about like do you think your season of mastery character can then transfer to tbc yeah i don't know i think that's a great question i i have no idea but yip was about to answer the question that i asked <laughs> I, this Mine this to better. me there's this <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we're cool. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about about Louis C.K. anymore. But he has this joke that I like. That is like, 
there's a in Clifford the Big Red Dog, every every problem in that book is caused by the fact that he's very big. But it's like you drew him that way. It's like to complain about, oh, we can't make class changes because we'd have to make it for classic era. You made it that way. <laughs> Just make a separate server. <laughs> Where you well, can make class, whole, yeah. I mean, I understand. That's the whole the, point. The They're, negative they, feedback. It's like I. They've set themselves up to constrain them, yeah. them themselves because of classic era, and classic era isn't even popular. So maybe just throw that out. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't understand. I mean, you're never going to convince a community that your hands are tied when you made a decision to do it that way, right? Like, there's that's that's basically all it comes down to, and. I mean, there are other things that I think people are mad about in this interview as well, too. But that sort of thing to me, it's like, hey, like I made I want to make a turkey sandwich, but I'm like turkey. How do I make it better? And it's like, well, just don't make a turkey sandwich then. Like, just do something different. If you want to do something different, you're the lead. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just felt bad for him at that point because the decision they made to have them go to classic era at the end Governed other decisions later on, and it gave me an insight to the struggles that they deal with on a day to day basis. And it kind of made me feel bad for them. I worked at a software company, I know that they're doing Scrum and Agile, and that they have sprints. And every two weeks, they probably get to their meeting again to come up with their sprint that they're going to work on. Every two weeks, they reanalyze what they're going to do, probably uh, over the next two weeks. Sprints so like running. No, so they'll they'll decide what they want to do in a short period of time, and then they'll complete it, and then they'll complete it, and that's how most software companies work, uh, where they work in a way where you, you can make quick abject adaptations. It's it blows my mind. Where's for them the to marathon say, people? Okay, no. <laughs> there's not really. Sprints. There actually really isn't that. There aren't actually marathon people anymore. If you want to be competitive, you need to be able to change what you're doing very quickly. So for them to say like, "Well, we made a decision," and "Well, we just never talked about it again." It's like, okay, okay. Yeah, old Blizzard was the last bastion of the marathon, like men mentality. Them saying it's done what it's done. It was the glory years. They're gone. We're talking about what we can do going forward. Yeah, I think it's just silly to like, I don't I don't see any reason. I don't know. I don't see any reason they need to talk about like Band-Aid fixes to anything when they have full control. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's I don't know. I I don't envy them. I think they yeah, I think they have kind of kind of backed themselves into a corner with what they can do. But also they built the corner. To Yip's yeah. point, like they built this house, they put the corner where they did, and now they're backing up into it, saying like, "Ah, oh, we're stuck." And it's like, "But you built it." Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, in two years from now, it's whatever classic is is. I, I have no idea, and there's a chance they don't know, yeah. right? They don't. I, I think feel it's like guaranteed they don't, they don't know. They're taking my idea, or like the ideal for me is that they take the data and they understand like what the classic community wants. And I get it that there's so many different like holes of people that want different things, but there's a definite like market for certain things and they need to go with that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so they were, they, they were talking about uh, going back um, this one was really in 
interesting to me, and I wished I was on the call so I could ask what the heck forked meant. Because Josh asked him, uh, is there anything you would change if you could go back in time? And he talked about different things that they didn't think about, but he kept saying the word forked, forked to the code. Can anybody tell me what forked the code means? It means means? fucked. He fucked the code. <laughs> but does it does it mean they threw it out or they pulled it out or what I, I does need it the full actually sentence. mean? <laughs> I mean, dude, it was throughout the entirety of the answer. He said we forked the code here, we forked the code there, and I kept trying to get context I mean, I to figure wrong, out what he was saying. But... And I just did like it sounded like forked meant they removed all the code cuz I guess like at the start they removed all the code that was that was retail esque, and then they had to add that back in during TB, like during the TBC launch, and because different things were easier the way the new code was. Okay, Bob, listen. You need to understand that in software engineering, a project fork is what happens when a developer takes a copy of source code Did you just from it? one software package and start independent development on it. So that means they took classic era, and then they just fixed classic era. I think that's oh, what they meant. Fork, like a fork in the road. Oh my god, you didn't get that? That's what I thought. <laughs> I was like, hey, it's like, we went hey, this I've way, got a smooth braid. Leave me alone. No. My point was to like get this com- this Back conversation out because oh. what? <laughs> no, no. One of the things, like, I, I have very few. Uh, like I thought Josh did a great job interviewing him, but as I listened to the interview, the first thing I would have said was, Can you explain to the listeners what forked means? Yeah, that's uh I can he was using that. it a lot. So yeah. So I so I, so I was just curious about that. But he talked about um he talked about the different things he would do going back. Like one of the biggest things was and I still don't know how they made this mistake, but he was like, I would have made more servers off the bat. I feel like yeah. that's a that's a JL and Brack fault because like you think you do but you don't but you have a guy that doesn't understand how many people wanted this like I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I I actually I mean I <laughs> hindsight's 2020. 20. I'm actually kind of in favor of whenever they're going to like make a a small subsection of wow. I would like there to be populated servers, right? If they made one server that was hardcore only, let's say, like you can only come here if you're playing hardcore, and then all of a sudden they needed and two. We call or, it Cargos. Sure. And let's say they actually needed two or three servers. I think if you're talking about a niche gameplay, I think it's actually okay to have like a smaller. I don't fault them as much in a season of mastery scenario than when like Classic WoW actually came out and they had to increase servers because yeah. I can understand them. They're, they don't want to have what's happening right now where their servers yeah. are dying like crazy in classic. Well, and that's something that's something interesting. Like I've been here and done this. So we had a bunch of friends coming over that were tourists and they left Mel and I. We had, but we had a bunch of friends that started on white on white main with us and they were complaining about the queues and we were like it's going to be worth it. Yeah. Because after the tourists leave we're going to have an actual server instead of a dead server. I'm telling you, I've played MMOs my entire life. I've played a ton of them. And that's what happens. Always get on the biggest server. It's your best bet. And just deal with the queue. So 
and now you know now we're just moving towards just everybody has the biggest server but yeah which i don't it's also i think different in tbc like it's the i feel like it works better in tbc to have these sort of mega servers because the the game just functions differently like you guys have said it's more of a raid log uh expansion versus vanilla there's like so many people vying for like consumes and resources for every single week and there isn't like yeah there's still raid logging but there's like more of a need to go out and farm the open world so it's like too many people is bad too few people and it feels dead and like all these things so okay if we had uh kim main junior raid bank what do you think <laughs> How would Classic have gone? Oh, like, if we didn't have... Oh. oh, if we had Kim doing yeah. the bag during Classic. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, it, it's a very different economy. But, like, what you were talking about, the open world, I think they literally, with layers, solved that problem. Yeah. And a lot of people don't like it. But, unfortunately, with the amount of people that you have, you need layers. Like, the old school servers were never over, like, three... Like, I think 4,000 was the biggest server ever during uh, during vanilla and TBC. So having layers just makes it actually a healthier economy that you kind of need. Like, and that's the difference. Like, there's a whole nother conversation yeah, there. Like, yeah. we don't really want to get into that. But, yeah, like, but still, like, it kind of the mega servers kind of keep everybody good because on a dead server, you're just screwed. Yeah. All right. So the last one, and this is the big one that got a lot of people angry at, uh, at the interview overall. And that's the botting maze boosting GD, GDKP talk and gold buying talk. And so let's start with botting. So, he uh he he uh Brian made a comment that I had never actually thought of and I probably should have we all probably should have he he said like he had one instance where he goes and a player says I've I've like I've reported this guy multiple times and he's always here and he goes to his guys that like the bad bots and he's like, hey, they said that, you know, this guy's been here forever. And he's like, yeah, well, we banned him. And his name was gone. He just made the bot with the same name. Like, And I thought that was really interesting because I never can thought I, about I a botter that would be silly enough to make the same name. But I guess if you have the code written, you have the code written. Sorry, go. I, I wasn't. I don't know if you do you know the response to that. Are you are you aware of the response to what that what he just said? Because he's lying. <laughs> like uh, I mean, I've I've listened to the interview twice because I listened to it once and I listened to it back. Okay, with so I just meant I meant the response of of the community. You the names do not free up after you ban somebody. That does not happen. So he's wrong. Really? So it's different from deleting a character. You. A banned character's name is in the database still. It does not no, free her up. Band, it does not free up the character name. It's a are it's a sure lie, dude. People are mad about him saying this because it isn't true. People have seen people who are so-called banned and they have the same character name and level. These are the same people. 
And he's getting a lot of backlash now because people who have been permabanned are coming out saying, no, I couldn't make a new character with the same name. Uh, it, like for a fact. I mean, I could be wrong, but there are a ton of people coming out mad about it because it's not. Right, well, true. you've got to give me a link to. to I mean, look at the comments. Like on, uh, I mean, you can just look at well, the no, comments. I don't know about articles. I'm just talking about community feedback. I I would like to link it in the show notes if yeah, we, we actually find do something. have something. But I know that if I delete a character, I can make the same character name immediately because I've yeah, got it we're not talking about deleting characters. Because I don't think it deletes it when it gets permabanned. It just locks it away. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, then that's something that I did that I did not know. Yeah. So I... Hmm. They're not banning people. Like <laughs> I hate to I hate to put it this way, but that I don't know. You should have been more careful about saying that. As far is as I can tr- tell, they are definitely banning people though, because just like look at new sorry new world. They're way, they're doing you'll, way. You'll see bands. twenty bots like standing in w- one spot, like farming. Like they have to be banning some people. Like it's just like it's going in waves. Like so, I don't know about the whole thousands a day i don't know that that's actually accurate because blizzard's always done waves where they do like each month they ban a ton i think it's right i think at the no matter what it's hard because of like the motive for banning versus not banning and that's something that i don't think we will ever know unless blizzard like releases like full transparency which like they're probably not going to do. They don't even want to release sub numbers anymore, but there's, I think what like the community has, the issue that the community has is that they know that the only way these bots can exist is if there's an account getting paid for somewhere. And so all of these bots with all of their like negativity and for like towards the player base, towards the game at the end of the day, that's like a paid subscription. That Blizzard's getting. So is it that Blizzard 100% is against all botting and wants to get rid of them, does not care about the money, or is it Blizzard understanding like, okay, well, we make a certain amount of money from these bots. How do we want to approach right. the bots? And if there's any part of Blizzard that has that conversation at all, that's a cause for concern, I think, for the for the average person. Yeah. Yeah, but you know there is. You know that they're sitting there saying. We can ban, but it's in their best interest to ban 25 bots, then buy new subscriptions, <laughs> ban and 25 bots, boost. then buy new subscriptions, ban 25 bots, right? Like that and is in their boost. best interest. All I know is that in, in RuneScape, if you bot, you're banned within like six <laughs> to eight hours. And that game has a much smaller team and budget. That's all. <laughs> that's yes, all I know. To see, also have to a, see a level less... 40 hunter. So I did a, a little grinding series on my YouTube okay, but, channel where I grinded, y- and to see the same hunter over the course of a week who is on 24 hours a day farming with a name that is smashed letters that I've reported multiple times means they don't do it. They do not ban people. Like, And if it's they're waiting to ban people, if they're just doing it in waves, he says they do thousands a day. I see zero reason why someone who is clearly botting wouldn't be banned Within, uh, you know, within a couple of days of an initial report, it blows yeah, my but they mind. They can't just take a report and no, ban they, somebody. But this is someone who's on twenty-four hours a day. We're talking about so a a guildless mage who's in Stratholme for sixteen hours a day or eighteen hours a day. They can't 
they can't figure out at all if there was a bot involved. They can't. Th- there's no automated detection system. I don't know. Once someone's yeah. banned, it's it's just the problem is to someone like me who can see a bot do more than that I'm doing and won't get banned in the week that I keep reporting them. They're not doing enough. Period. Anyone who okay, sees so this, we need to get we need to get the dev up on our podcasts. That's all I'm hearing from this. No, because they're going to give like his story. His story was like, he was searching for large, uh, uh, venom sacks for AQ. And he was reporting bots that he thought were bots. And then he realized one was a player. And my question to him would have been like, why didn't you do what I do when I'm trying to figure out if someone's a bot? Slash S space. What are you doing, dude? Slash uh, slash T space name. What are you doing, dude? Are you there, dude? Like, if they can't type, they're a bot, in my opinion. The other thing is, uh, (laughs) like, bots don't appeal bans. It's not worth their time. Everything that I've I've read about this and I know about this, like, bots just don't appeal bans. Players appeal bans. Well, one of the reasons it's not worth their time, though, is because they don't get banned until they make more than the account value back, right? Right, they make that's fair. more yeah. in gold than a subscription costs. So. Right, right. But it, So you're saying they allow them to live long enough to make that gold so they'll make another account? That's my personal Ooh. belief. That Where's my tinfoil hat? That the, re- like that the that. reason like waves that. work best for them is because they allow them to, to make it worthwhile on both ends. They make $100 for their $15 they spent, uh, and then they make a new account, and then Blizzard gets a new account. And that's just what they do. Yeah. That's my opinion. It, yeah, for me, it just comes back to, like, if, if there's any, any hesitation from Blizzard on just, like, doing every absolute thing in their power to get rid of bots, if there's any conversation about, like, you know, what are the benefits? Should we keep, should we let them do anything? Then there's a problem, and I, yep. it, I, I have a really hard time believing that they are like completely one sided in this, and that bots are bad, and they want to get rid of all bots, and they never want any botting to happen ever. That's like it seems ridiculous to me that they're. That I that's mean, I where think you are. look at how much money do they make from bots, and are they willing to like take that away? And I don't think they are. It is a lot of money. It's got to be. Yeah. And I think that was their analysis, right? <laughs> like, should we take away bots or should we appear to take away bots? Right? Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I'm fine. I just imagine Bobby Kodak sending like an email to the bot companies like, hey, can you guys keep this in dungeons so that people don't see you as much? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's. I mean, it's 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 a tough call because bots are everywhere in every game, and New World has shown us that they're rampant. If you don't like cut the Listen, weeds I, at some I, point, there's no point in even talking about New World. They built a game; they didn't know what they were doing. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. You can you can window the game, and you're invincible if you window it and drag the window around. So, like, I don't want to make any comparisons. Well, and did to you New hear World. about the? <laughs> Did did you hear about the most recent thing where uh, people just logged in and had like gold cap? Oh, nice! I did not hear about that, but somehow it doesn't yeah. surprise me because they built a game and they didn't know what they were doing. So, uh, not shocking. But I'll harken back for the last time 
the RuneScape because they know how to get on a community side. I mean, they had a lot of hate, of course, as well, but they post bot stats regularly. Uh, just recently, I, I don't I tried looking for it. I don't have the, the tweet offhand, um, but they posted over a six month period the amount of accounts that got banned, the amount of gold that got banned from those accounts. Like they make it a community thing. They have streams where they show get people getting banned. Um, they have events for their their RuneFest or convention where they'll have like a bot banning event and they'll ban like 1.5 million bots that they find in that event. And they do this stuff and it inspires it encourages the community that they're on our side about bots, right? They're 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 showing us what's going on. They're showing what they're doing. And in and together we're like, yeah, let's get the bots down. But instead, like this, we're all talking about, well, you can understand why Blizzard would have a profit motive for not banning the like that is insanity. <laughs> that the integrity of the game needs to be discussed in a way where we all kind of agree that they're they could absolutely be doing more and they're they're probably choosing not to. That's a sad state. Even if it's not true, it's sad that we believe that it's true. You have to, yeah, yeah you have to like barter between is it better to have bots or is it better to keep more people that are going to be long-term players? It's not, I don't think they should it, ever think that way. Is, answer that question. They is more money better way. or less money better? <laughs> yeah, I right. just, the, the integrity of the company and the game is is ruined by just the question being posed at all like mm. once you ask the question we've already lost and that's how i feel i disagree well you 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 are the money person on the podcast but i'm so not the money sense. person <laughs> so speaking of money he also talked to him about gdkps and he talks about running gdkps himself and then he talked about like, well, do you ever like sit back and think, well, did they get this money for real or is it because of gold buying? And GDKPs, in my opinion, are basically gold buying money launderers. But what do you guys think about the GDKP talk? I mean, I personally, and I, I said this with uh, Mike Yabara as well, too, who boosts in retail. I don't agree with Blizzard employees doing anything that takes advantage of a player base to gain gold that is coming from places it shouldn't come from. When you are doing something yeah. that is counter to the integrity of the game and you work there, <laughs> I think that there is a, a conflict of interest. And even if there's not like even, you know, if we want to talk like all oh, the meta ethics of the situation and whether or not it's right or wrong, I just think to inspire and encourage people in the game they should not be doing anything like that if they work at the company. I think, I think it's too GDKPs were, I don't know, in my opinion, took the entire essence of Classic out of it. Like, the essence of Classic was you find people to work with and you build that to achieve a goal. And GDKPs just made it easy for people to casually play. I did a lot of GDKPs. Uh, oh, I, I got no problem with GDKPs. Like, well, yeah, 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 I don't, I don't dislike this. them. Yeah, no, and I'm not. I didn't mean to put it, put you guys like on blast or like a rebuttal or anything. But uh, I mean, I did GDKPs with like knowing for certain there were people in those raids yeah. that bought gold. A hundred percent. But I also do like. I knew that I wasn't buying gold and I knew that like the gold that I was getting from it, I was going to just like 
use to play the game. Um, and it was better for like, I knew that I was also going to have more fun in a GDKP environment than a normal pug environment because the GDKPs that I did had like extra incentives for good play and yeah. stuff like that. So often GDKPs were some of the best raids on our server. The really high end yeah. GDKPs ended up being really, really strong raids. White Band has a really good, like, had a really good, and still does, I think, in TBC, a really good GDKP scene. I was hearing Snowby talk about uh, Feralina and how it's really bad compared to White Band for G GDKPs, and it's kind of funny to hear, like, different servers. You know, it all depends on who's running them, yeah. and... I've I've ran them. I know Yips ran them. I don't think Mel ever ran a GDKP, but like no. Listen, but I, like, I, yeah, we've all done. I don't it. have. I I personally believe that every issue with a game comes from the top. It doesn't come from a player participating in the system. If you're a player taking advantage of a system that exists, you are well within your right to do that. Whether it's like you know you're getting bought gold from someone. Uh, heck, even honestly, in classic, no one got banned for buying gold. I don't even blame people for buying gold in, in classic vanilla because it was within the system, right? People were doing it and not getting banned. It's within the system. Um, so I can't blame those people. Uh, so to me, it's like when you have a systemic problem, it needs from the top down needs to be fixed from there. And again, it all comes back to gold buying. It comes back to bots. It all It's all intertwined with each other where uh, if that gold's going to get out somehow, the GDKP is just an easy way to do it. There was that um, the hunger and cold or was it Gressel that went for 98,000 gold or something? Uh, Gressel. Gressel. Yeah. So, so obvious. But it's just. And yep. <laughs> to your point. If bots weren't there. These things would have been a lot cheaper. Consumables would have been a lot, yeah. So or you can't blame like maybe not cheaper. Yeah. The the price of things would have made more sense. Yeah, the price would have been different. You yeah. would have been able to sell the stuff that you farm for a higher price, buy the stuff at a higher price. Like, there's no way for us. I've talked about this many times. There's no way for us to know what the economy is like without bots because we've had bots. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way to know. Yeah, and it's it's always going to be a problem. There's never going to be no bots. <laughs> like that's not. No one is suggesting that they need to get rid of 100% of bots. It's just that you have this insane loop, and when you have when you have a guy going up there, and to my knowledge, and again, I want to preface this: this is not this is not first source knowledge where he lies about people seeing the same name over and over again has to do with them recreating characters when it seems to be the case that those people just weren't banned. And then that person is then participating in GKPs and running them. It's like this weird feedback loop of like, okay, well, why don't you spend some of that GKP time and ban more bots? Like, you know, like you're 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 at, you're gaining, but you're also one of the few people who can solve the problem. I can't be mad at a player. A player can't solve the problem. But if you can solve the problem, you shouldn't be participating. If you could find me a link to this, I'd love to include it in this because, yeah. like, I'd love to see like a reddit conversation something that like helps prove what what you're saying right right now because I, I i haven't seen that so would like to oh well this has been uh this has been a uh, it's been a good show it's been uh quite crazy uh 
I had a good time. There like, wow, wow, classic That's is funny. fucking amazing. That like we we have so many different as aspects of it, and moving on into the different seasons of mastery, and then even the people that are wanting to move on to wrath. Like, we've got a few years in front of us of exciting times. So let's look forward to that. Hope that we can, you know. Keep the com the conversation going. Season of Mastery has showed us that the team is willing to make changes, so let's try and help them do that. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I thought that was like a. I didn't know. Where, didn't know that was like a call and answer. You know. <laughs> Let, uh, we're with Bob on this one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Bob. <laughs> I was just trying to make some pos some positivity, but let's move on to ladies and gentlemen. This is our add-on of the week. We haven't done an add-on of the week in a while, but I wanted to tell you guys about SafeQ. SafeQ is an add-on that just takes away that pesky uh, lead Where have you done button. This? No, no, it's been sitting no, there forever. It's been in the notes. Yeah, we haven't done an add-on of the week for God, like a month and a half. So, so SafeQ basically just saves you from accidentally opting out of your queue and not being able to jump in with your friends. It also takes away most of the add-on problems you run into with your add-on needing to be disabled for you to join, like that pesky thing where you have to like right-click on your the button on your mini map to jump to jump in. SafeQ just basically. Just keeps you safe. You should check it out. It's an easy add-on. Safe queue. <laughs> no. right. Did they pay you for that, Bob? That was like an <laughs> ad <laughs> read for safe queue. <laughs> well, I've been waiting Bob, to talk yeah, about it forever. Bob's been Use it this. anywhere. It works perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Check it out at safequeue.com. But yeah. yes, it is uh, Bob, especially... I don't have this issue, but Bob, every time we're BGing, is like, oh, whoa, oh, I got to get in. And like, I have to right click. And it's a it's a problem for some people. <laughs> get safe. <laughs> and uh, it's cool. It gives you a little button Good to Bob. enter queue. <laughs> All right. Well, let's close out the show. If I can find there it is. So don't forget to follow us on Twitter at WC Reloaded. You can follow the Mash Those Buttons Network at the Mash Network. Uh, we're enjoying your emails. Keep sending them to wcrpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to join our Discord and interact with the hosts or any hosts on any show on the Mash Those Buttons Network, that's mash.gg slash discord. How can you help the podcast? Well, you guys have been doing it. You guys have been telling your friends. Uh, get them to listen to it. You know, make bets on who's going to die the most the next week. Uh and then the other way is to give us ratings and reviews. We had a couple more reviews this week. You know, they seem to come in waves. We couldn't read them all this week, but we will definitely read them next week. You can do that on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or at Warcraft Reloaded, warcraftradio.com slash directory. All right, guys, where can we find you, Ryan? 
Hi, you can find me now freshly on everything at The Yip Show. So Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. The Yip Show. And Mel, where can we not find you? <laughs> okay. You can find me on Discord. No. <laughs> you can't find me on Discord. God, you can find me on Twitter at Mel Overwatch, kind of. Or you can find me in game on Mel Arena or Mel No Aim. Yeah, you want to find her on Mel No Aim <laughs> and then you want to kill them and you want to camp them. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, sword. Talk, talk about it all. YouTube, whatever. Twitch, where can we find you? Yeah. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Duranosaur. And then I think if you just look up Duranosaur on YouTube, same thing. Twitter, I'm Duranosaur24. Uh, there was just too many of them before I got there. But yeah, that's where I'm at. And, and that's D-U-R-A-N-A-S-A-U-R. Yep. You can find me on Twitter at Blazin underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. You can find me sometimes streaming twitch.tv slash Blazin Bob. All right, guys, let's get out of here, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for all the, the new hardcore viewers coming in and hanging out with us. That was, yeah. That was awesome. Oh, man, yeah. Thanks for having me. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out mashthosebuttons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash mashthosebuttons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash the Mash Network, facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 